<laughs> go live. Uh, Ready? Go live. <laughs> We're living. Loca. What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 150. Three-year anniversary at the same time. I'm fucking super stoked to be here. Uh, I am your host, Anthony Trapani, and I'm joined by not three, but four resident homies with me. I got Joseph K., Carrie Gear, Casey Howard, and Joel Horner with me tonight. Thank you so much to to you guys for coming to celebrate with me oh yeah congratulations oh yeah everybody we did Dudes, it for real this is crazy three years it, it was a blink of an eye from two to three for me i don't know about you guys I, I this one crept up up on me way quicker than i expected it to the weird part to me was like the you know it's like 150th anniversary 150th anniversary jesus 150 years been going strong <laughs> and uh like with the like having people come we're having you know well you're gonna explain pretty soon like a bunch of people are probably gonna pop in here but it's it's more been like we've there's been times where like oh we gotta we gotta do the podcast you know whatever and then like you have like a sick time meeting someone new or meeting a legend of the, it's like we're at, we're just having fun and so it's like to be like here at Carrie say uh congratulations it's like oh shit we're just uh we're like learning and being dorks <laughs> like yeah all yeah. At the same time you know it is but it is a congratulations because we made it to another milestone without not doing what you were just saying which is having fun you know every single week we're making sure that we're gonna have a rad time with the show and and we've been doing it consistently for three years now dude so i applaud my resident homies for still sticking it out for another year cheers to that yeah cheers, cheers guys. Sure, um, guys i mean I, what i've always said about this is like it's always been you guys have been insanely consistent with uh sticking to your schedule and and uh and and making it happen and not slacking off ever you know what i mean and uh i am privy to some of the internal cali death chats so yes, i know sir. that there's like zero drama behind the scenes like ever you know what i mean so it's like you know congrats you guys you guys have been holding together doing this every week for well, 150 episodes that's just real, absolutely yeah, that's incredible real quick for context too carrie like just remind everybody about the podcast you did before the <laughs> real yeah cast, it's actually right? kind of spawned from carrie yeah. like kind of literally what made me want to do this was experiencing that so let's hear about that real quick uh, yeah, we, uh, me and the Aurelius boys did a podcast starting in like 2013 or 2012 or something like that. And uh, yeah, we just kind of would throw a show together. The I the issue with that show is it was a little bit more of a production. We weren't 
we didn't have the technology, you know what I mean? To really yeah. do something mm-hmm. like this. And it was like, we all had to get in the room and, you know, I was doing outlines and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that you whole guys idea. Did you any video or was it just audio the whole time? No, never did video. Um, always did audio. It was never live. Mm-hmm. There was no, never any streaming. <clears throat> so there, it was, the whole idea was, it was like this kind of produced episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we started like bringing guests on and stuff like, you know, Joel and, and Anthony and, and a couple other people came on and, and it was, uh, it was really fun, but it was just a, it was a ton of work. <laughs> it was, right. uh, it was something that you really had to make a lot of time for. And it was really hard to like keep a consistent schedule with it. So if you yeah. uh, look at, at the fact that we have four hosts and then how many of you guys were getting together, it kind of like we did kind of take a lot of pages from the Arela cast blueprint book yeah no you guys will still be hearing from my lawyers um and uh, (laughs) when all is said and done you know i'm gonna be i'm gonna be making out just fine so um the statute limitations though i think is for how long it's been i think you're (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean that was i mean because me and carrie like we were listening to podcasts and stuff back in like early 2000 or 2009 eight something like that we're getting Mm -hmm. into it and carrie was like yeah I want to do a podcast and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and uh, they start, he's the way he was writing it out. I was very impressed with, I remember just going on probably your second or third episode or something. And, and it was yeah, very like, everyone well. had the outlines that there was, there was none of this zoom stuff going on. So you could just be like, look in with your glasses on, you do yeah, you have a 40 in your hand, just, yeah. And just like, look at what's going Aaron, on. And um, yeah. And it was, no, we, we it had was, outlines with like, uh, pictures and, uh, we had, we, we were trying to do the news too, which was a terrible idea, but it was still fun. And yeah. then, um, you know, the, the big dream, <clears throat> which is what you guys can kind of do on the fly was like, I was like, oh man, it would be so cool to do, you know, when it, when, and if enough people are listening to like take questions from, you know, folks, you know, they can email us questions and we'll do email questions mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. of one day. And yeah. it's so cool because like, that's something that with what you guys are doing, you can just like interact with your audience live. You know right. what I mean? It's so, it's so Which, cool. By the way, thank you yeah. so much to everybody who's in the chat with us that I can see right now. I, I know we're actually, we're live across a few platforms right now. We've been doing Twitch live every Thursday uh, for quite some time now. And we decided for the three year anniversary, we are going to just open it up to more things. So it's YouTube and Facebook as well right that mm-hmm. we're yeah, live yeah. on currently yep. and what about the comments that we're seeing right now is that coming from all of them mm-hmm. or just yeah it not? does the thing that sucks about it i mean that's not that's cool right. about it is that the people in twitch and then youtube can't see each other's comments so if each you're on youtube and one person's on twitch you can't see the yeah. person both of them will have to like we'll just probably throw it on there more so they can see it separate separate there. ecosystems dude you got to keep those twitch yeah, people right. away from the youtube people dude it's totally different <laughs> crowds dude it's like it's like it's water totally... and oil dude they don't mix <laughs> yeah. shout out to uh, ian in the chat yes we are using Streamyard. we've actually been using streamer yard for quite some time and shout out to joel haston i went on his podcast and he's the one who showed me Streamyard. And yeah I was like, he's oh, that's on to that Yep, <laughs> we got we to start, like a, start like a battle. Up in the chat. Oh, yeah. What up, Murdog? Twitch and YouTube you beef. There, Ricky. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Murdog's jersey on for the third because I was like, I feel like I haven't worn uh, it forever. Yeah. I was like, that's oh, yeah. kind of like a staple in the beginning. Was like the the Merseys. I did, yeah, I was yeah. thinking about Mersey tonight, but I was like, you know what? This is I I had this already packed. Oh, battle for you. Got it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, we're representing homies all around, guys. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You actually really are. <laughs> oh shit, dude. I didn't even notice that professor yeah. coming hard with that synesthesia shirt. What up? Okay, yeah, dude. Have you heard of these guys? They're really good. <laughs> Underrated record too. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we should are we doing a let's do the plug thing real quick. Whatever. I got them ready to go. Here we sure. go. Battle Forge Coffee. I'm gonna be rocking it all episode, so That's the biggest plug right there. That'll be with us all show. That's uh, the homies in Deeds of Flesh. We've been plugging them since uh, they ever started that company. Um, we do it out of love, and we want you guys, all you death metal, underground death metal guys, if you drink coffee, which pretty much every human does, don't go to Starbucks. Go buy some Battle Forge coffee and make that shit at home. You'll make it better, I'm sure, too, if you actually fucking do your research. So... Buy your coffee and your swag like this. CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com. Still got shirts. Uh, I know we had a two-year anniversary shirt last year, but no three-year anniversary shirt yet this year, but that's okay. We'll get some cool things going on in the near future. It's been a busy month for me, and I really felt like I wanted to do something at the same level, but it just suddenly crept up, and I'm like, oh, God, it's this week, isn't it? And I'm like, thinking like... Should I hire some like yeah. Indonesian guy to do like an eighty dollar shirt design? That'd be really sick. <laughs> and they are like incredible. Be... And I think you, know, you already got great. the shirt design, which is the is the uh, you know the poster for this episode. Just like yeah, uh, one hundred and fifty yeah. band logos. You just have That's to work, individually right? reach out and get permission to everyone. and then we can print yeah. I must have yeah, that'd, be, that'd be cool probably because I'm, I'm sure like it's supporting them and like we're not making real money off of it. It's like, well, it's it just like says, all we're doing is promoting. You just you put know? a three. You put a three right here and then it's on the back. You just have all the bands. You know what I mean? And then a little yeah. Cali Death logo. In the cool. Very tasteful and actually, very respectful. Every year we should just do a bigger until it's just like in like it's nine huge. years down the road, like tiny. <laughs> you need a microphone. You just nah. make it into like a, a giant yeah, patch. So the guys with yeah. all the patches just put that one patch on, make it real. That's simple. a great That's idea. Fun. Actually, if we sold it as a back patch, yeah, that'd be Actually, a lot easier. Good. And it's not even like all of the logos, you know, that's, that's as much as the professor could fit, which by the way, shout out to the professor for doing all that tedious work to get that entire together. Yeah. I had, um, I had some fun making that. It was the way I like kind of, you know, had my own reflection on it all and how, how how much we've done. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was fun fitting the logos together. And I just remember like the old MySpace days of like, or wallpaper on your you know computer or whatever it felt like that era of like designing and uh it it took me back a little bit so yeah hell yeah dude and it's just like house that's like the sickest festival (laughs) flyer you could ever think of you know if you just looked at that flyer and be like i'm going to that fest this was a few weeks long for how many how many episodes we've done it's i actually was had fun just looking at it and just look at a random area and like remember the uh, time from that that and like look over to another one like oh yeah that bit oh yeah those guys that was a fun i had a fun time with that because it it turns into such a blur doing like Mm -hmm. one after one you know we have like our big ones that we're like, oh god, we're like nervous for like having like you know well, cynic on or so you know, we're like shit, but there's like our buddies so like, like, oh, fuck yeah, this is awesome. exhausted in prayer, and I'm like, oh yeah. shit, this yeah. guitar, dude. The guitar one. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 that's cool. One. I mean, I'd like to just say, like, there's been a lot of last minute planning and awesomeness this episode, but basically, uh, we're doing something kind of different tonight, and we didn't even really have a chance to discuss it much, but we have 
a bunch like this episode is going to resemble the flyer in, in like a little bit not like completely but not completely we're going to have them kind of rotating like a festival style so we're going to have like people on in actually in a few minutes here starting you know we'll see who shows if up they're on time. time but the point is like the festival same thing we're going to try to get all the bands to play around their you know designated mm -hmm. time slots and uh We'll have shout out to Casey for putting all that together. He in minutes or so, each guest, people. So we'll, we'll be kicking people off. We'll be getting people on. It's going to be like a game show, uh, a little bit. And I know we'll, like, we're going with the flow. So I know like five, ten percent of the people that are going to pop on. So I'm going to be genuinely and it, yeah. It's all, every, ghost, every ghost, every guest is basically a surprise to Anthony too. By the way, that's yeah, kind of, yeah. I know only a like a small, yeah. like two, three guys yeah. that are going to be coming I was, it was on cracking me up today week. like uh real quick i was cracking cracking up it was like talking to casey and he was like uh, he was like do this like i invited all these people and i was like i thought there was gonna be like five people on like i was like and i was <laughs> like, like what the 50. fuck and i was like it was like 50 to, i don't know it could be less or more but anyways joseph go ahead just last point on the plug thing before we uh uh move forward uh i did bring my cali death shirt inventory up a, a limited amount i brought my printer and i got an order and shout out kevin from north carolina i sent your package out today it's like a little late because oh, yeah, i was but uh we are we're still in business so if you want to order a shirt right now i'll fucking pack it up for you yeah dude professor is now up within uh a, a, just a small drive I'm literally like a five minute bike ride from Carrie right now. I could go give him a pat on the back and come back before our first guests, probably. I do want to make it back. Well, actually, I'm going to be in Santa Cruz in a couple of weeks, dude. Carrie knows. No, we're going to hang. We're going to, we're going to go to the new brewery that's opening up right next to me. Make it. There's another one. The even greater purpose. Yes, Another the, brewery. the the third brewery went out of business at that spot, and the fourth yeah, brewery yeah. will be something called <laughs> Bale Fire or something like that. <laughs> it's all, right. all um, fucking, it's all garbage fires going in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, garbage <laughs> fire brewing. I mean, shout out, actually, shout out to Garbage Fire, new beer. new uh, new sponsor of the podcast. They'll be opening. Yeah, their new IPAs. <laughs> okay, dude, I, I'm I, Garbage Fire that. definitely sounds like a beer I would try. <laughs> There's probably okay, yeah, a brewery called Garbage Fire or Dumpster Fire. Or oh, something. we already have a first good guest coming. Oh, hey. Oh, what like. we got here? Oh. Hello, hello. Oh God, dude. What's up, Bell? Hello. The <laughs> Lego Oleg jumps in right on time. Happy anniversary, what? guys! Thank Thanks, you. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. Holy shit, dude! I already How got you, man. Dude, I need to get Gilbert up in here right now. I'm gonna yell his name. Yeah, go get Gilbert. <laughs> How you been, Oleg? Is, uh, is uh, RDB doing stuff around? Or are you guys still touring? Artificial Brain, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we just hit Europe in August, and awesome. we're just going to try to get the next album out uh, way sooner oh, yeah. than five years apart from albums. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for anyone that's listening, uh, Oleg played guitar in Severed Savior uh, yep. on one of their last tours, hopefully on, not. On the... Um, Summer Insurrection Tour. But yeah, you're uh, Oleg, your uh, your cover videos. Uh Jesus Christ, man. I don't know how you figure that shit out. Um, because you it, it's such a wide span of what you cover. It's anything from like a crazy Mashiga song to like the most technical, like 
And he's a lefty. I love lefty. Oh, here comes Mike. Here we go. Uh, here's Mike. I go. Thank I go. You. I appreciate that. Hey, Gilbert, no, it's awesome. Play goes on. <laughs> goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello, everybody. Oleg, what's up, dude? What's up, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Oleg Zellman, dude. We call him Lego. He's he's probably gained so many more nicknames, but it'll always be Lego to us, dude. And yeah, like what uh, Joel was saying, dude. Um, your your cover videos like the recent defeated sanity one that you just did man did you do that by ear i I just got i just got chills i just got chills saying that right now because i just like love (laughs) watching you play because i know how uh um meticulous and intricate you get with uh playing an accurate interpretation of a song you know you you don't half-ass that. You've never half-assed. You've always been, uh, if I'm going to learn something, I, I want it to be as true to um, the writer's performance and all that when you're doing it. So, yeah, dude, uh, I always appreciate you. I always love watching you play. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the Defeated Sanity covers, by the way, I do not figure those out by ear um okay okay i was like fuck you near you impossible <laughs> i did i did one it was the uh the martyrium cover years ago i uh i tried to do that by ear but i had to send uh tabs back and forth with jacob to see if we can uh see what's actually happening because yeah it's the production on there is like super brutal so it's pretty much impossible <laughs> well I, before i'm um uh introduce our next guest Chuck shoulder just came on uh, <laughs> i just want to say that you and God, jacob could be like family uh, members oleg if you put oh, yeah. jacob and a picture of you and jacob together like you could be very much related i could definitely see that i've yeah I've seen pictures of Jacob where I, for a second I have to do like a double take. I was like, what am you I looking at? You also look like Jeremiah Watkins, by the way. <laughs> That's a deep character. Jeremiah cut. Watkins? <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah. Hold on. He's a comedian. Look him up. So okay, Matt John, I'm not Phelps, doing anything. No, 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 I'm not going to have Jeremiah, Jeremiah Watkins. Than yours. So, uh, I love Jeremiah Watkins. Hell uh, Max, yeah, <laughs> Max Phelps. How you doing, buddy? Oh pretty good i want to know more about jeremiah watkins okay he used to be on the show called kill tony he was the oh, player. player and uh back before the old band the, the new band's there now but he was the Say one no of the more. original members yeah yeah no, no he was amazing he's a, he's a shredder on sax no doubt and he's a sick stand-up yep so how you doing max what's going on uh, Are you have a moment not touring <laughs> yeah for the rest of the year pretty much okay okay yeah hell yeah what's that's up, awesome guys man. Max, hi. We've never met, oh, but I love you. I know, Hello. I know, dude. Likewise, likewise. Yeah, dude. Good to see you. Yeah, hit me, hit me up. By the way, absolutely. Because we'll yeah, if you, I don't think you need my help for stuff, but you know, no, <laughs> no I, I will, dude. I know what they're talking yeah, yeah, about. I, but I don't know if we're allowed to say it. Are we allowed to say it? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, would, I, would, I, would, I, would, I don't. I don't know. Just, <laughs> I don't know. We've already don't mentioned know. it several times. If you're talking about the Gilbert situation, yes, we've mentioned it on the show. A few okay. Times. Well, then um, yeah, Mike will be going out with Long Cynic question. this uh, upcoming March. March of 2024, going to do the European run with Cynic. And, and by the yeah. way, I feel like I feel like an astronaut that hasn't been in space yet. 
launch date <laughs> He's coming ready to go. He's got several months to go before he actually takes his uh, launch into space and it'll be the most psychedelic space he's ever been to and but i will <laughs> want i do want to mention that which is that all that started on the two-year anniversary episode uh, we're on the oh, three-year uh, oh, we're on the three-year anniversary episode right now and we're, and we're uh, you know talking about how gilbert's going to be doing that european run the two-year anniversary was when both these guys connected i'm still a little bummed paul didn't pick me and pick mike instead but i'll let you have it because i was playing along with you guys just for the record (laughs) oh yeah that was like an organic thing that there was my that was my whole plan for that night was okay i know that paul's gonna be on i know that mike's gonna be on i i don't care really the other the order of anything else i just want to make sure that those guys get on at the same time so they can meet and vibe out and then you know one of my favorite year, uh, a few months ago max like uh you guys played santa cruz i know it wasn't a great show but uh as far as like the the you know fine. i heard i actually it's part of my fault why you had to play the show but i apologize in advance I, I like it yeah but we remember it now now it's yeah, like, yeah yeah no yeah. definitely it was, it was fine dude it was fine yeah, yeah. I, we had Kelly on last week. He was like, dude, the lights were all brutal. I'm like, the lights were a little br- awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember like but, uh, walking up after the, the show. I was like, dude, I was like, I told you, I was crying. And you're all, and Max was like, no, I fucking, I saw you. You were crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all, we all were fanboys that night. We got as close as we could. Really. Just the way but, you said um, it, though, it was so funny that you were just like, yeah, no, I watched you cry. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got me i was dying dude it was so I, uh, yeah, no it was, it was it was really good meeting you finally in person too me and, and max had had some time outside you know yeah, post we show and all that stuff and we got to yeah. vibe out there and uh yeah you know aside from it being a vet hall with shitty sound like i think that uh i still had a great night because i was with good people i was with joel i was with trev i was with carrie you know and and got to hang out with you guys that night too so i it's it's still uh an experience that i'm glad that we had together even though it it would have been much better at the catalyst like we mentioned with kelly it was fine no, i like i like yeah. that the fact yeah. that cynic played that venue because it's like in yeah. here so it doesn't matter you won't see like a you know a professional band play that it's usually like you know kind of like underground bands play it so it's cool to see all the bands vibe yeah. well yeah oh Joel. yeah Hold your horses, pal. Avenged Sevenfold did play the Vets Hall in Santa Cruz. Oh, okay, so, okay. okay. Very you know, AFI, AFI played there a bunch too. Yeah, AFI is like from the Santa Cruz area ish, and they used to play all the time there. But uh, that was like you know back in the day, and there's like you know there's it's just an interesting venue to to bring that tour to. I was actually this was part of the thing. I remember Joel Haston was like he put like a bid in to get it, and he was like, oh, it's too expensive. And then they announced Santa Cruz, and he's like, what the fuck? Well, I guess. I have to pay for this now. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, I was thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, me and uh, Trevor were talking, my roommate, well, let's just pull some few thousand together and just have them play at our house. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and we'll all hang out and have a barbecue. It'll be like something I'll That'll never forget. It's worth it. Like, let's just do it. And we, that was almost a thing we were going to pitch to your uh, agent. <laughs> last, last time was that Metro. That oh, little, yeah. It was like the little garage. So maybe Cynic is just 
Bay Area curse. Oh. <laughs> I know that was. I remember that because it was originally a, it was a different venue, right? It got changed last second, and then it w- went to the garage, yeah, right? Smaller like, room or yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's when uh, or no, Paul was or uh, someone was super sick and barfing a bunch. Malone, uh, Malone, yeah, Sean Malone like, was. Yeah, he was yeah, like I was sweating. At that show too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like for the for the encore, he went up. We will all watch him go up and then vomit and then come back down and then do the encore. And I was like, damn, dude, look at fucking committed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad, bad night for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Not to side sidestep Oleg super quick, but I, I wanted to get back to the artificial brain stuff. So what was when was I, I missed? When was the last time you were out gigging? Uh, this last August. And okay. speaking of speaking of puking between songs, uh, this was finally the first tour I was a part of where everyone had something communal, and uh, everyone had, everyone had E. coli at one point. No. Actually, so, you went through it together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was a good Dude, bonding experience. Do you guys, could you guys pinpoint piss. where you guys got it from? Jeez. Well, I was I was patient zero somehow. I was the first so wait, one to be shitting piss. Like- E. coli is uh, contagious. Yep. Yeah. Well, also, I had no I idea that born. just like like diarrhea in general is communal. But I didn't realize that until this year. So that, that was a cool little tidbit. Of, yeah, <laughs> I found out. Um, I, I found all diarrhea. this out from. Yeah, I found this out from my kids when they. Uh, it's like <laughs> I was like every time they, it's I was like it's weird every time they throw up on me I get food poisoning it's really strange and yeah. um, <laughs> and some doctor was like yeah dude it's like bacteria and stuff you know <laughs> but, uh, the always, you know, always trace it back to like I guess there was one piece of spinach that was not washed well or something yeah. it's always just something like that spinach. It is mostly yeah, yeah, leafy greens, right? That people are yeah, like, I mean, oh, dude, uncooked pork is gonna make me sick. It's like actually, no, no it's the salad that you ate before the exactly. pork. Yeah, that's number one. Like yeah, food poisoning yeah. is, is salad and anything uncooked, basically. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, high grade sushi or something. Yeah, yeah, I well, have like, no idea where it came from, but at, somehow everyone pulled through, and uh, no shows missed or anything. So wow, it was, it was amazing, God. all things considered. God, Brandon Giffen and I got it really bad in Vegas on that last Cynic tour, but it was really? like it happened to be a day off. Yeah, but we both got. But may, now I know. I thought it was like something we ate, but maybe I got it from him. It's not yeah, very so common to just have weird shit yeah. happen on on the road, dude. If you come home like with with like it doesn't hurt when you pee. And <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's that's cool. No, I'm trying to like, think of that's like all the things that you could possibly come back from tour with. It's like either <laughs> I got <laughs> bubble guts or again, uh, yeah. <laughs> or a cold that just stayed in the van and everybody got it, dude. Like who? How many times have you gotten the cold on tour? I think it's very common. I got one out of two. One out of two tours that I went on, I had like a cold most of the time. I forget one probably every time. Probably like something, right? There's like the never-ending cold that just will circle around the van for 30 days. Like the first person will get it, and then it'll just work its way. Yeah, yeah. Every member, like, Stay and away then from me. And then by, yeah. by the time the first person who got it is better, he's just he's just getting it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> just never-ending. I guess I've been lucky. Uh, it's only happened once for me so far. Thank God. <laughs> 
What are you, Max? You gotta like sing and shit. Like, I mean, if you have a cold oh, yeah, for us, we just getting food poison. Like, I've only gotten like fever things before, or like colds ish stuff. I've never gotten. I think for death metal vocals, at least for me, I, I can't. I know everybody's like doing different stuff, but I feel like being sick doesn't usually take its toll. Maybe some congestion is bad sometimes. I don't know, but I feel uh -huh. like you can get away with it a little bit more. Congestion yeah, yeah. might even help you. Like sometimes, like yeah, a, if you get like a throat, yeah. you get a little, <laughs> you get a little yeah. extra. You have to push as hard as it's like, uh, like comes out like naturally, kind of. Yeah, your mucus. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Bad it's time. funny that you popped on while we were talking about Oleg's covers of Defeated Sanity, and then you worked with Defeated Sanity on that that disposal, That's right? Disposal of the Dead. Uh, Darmada split that they did with themselves. Isn't that crazy? A band doing a split with themselves? <laughs> you wouldn't know, though. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that's some boss shit. Yeah, you really yeah, that's, wouldn't. That's, uh, yeah, that's hard stuff to play, man. That's, yeah. I, uh, I, with, here and there, but... I hung out with Lille in Berlin like two weeks ago. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was really fun. Nice. I wanted so to remind, shout out. Yeah. remind me, uh, Max, uh, the connection with Defeat of Sanity and you again. Uh, that was just he just hit me up cold, basically. Okay. Or yeah, um, he just wanted somebody that could do that style, you know. And uh, yeah. Oh shit! Pretty much it. What up? Hell yeah! Awesome. Krispy Kreme. Well, <laughs> it's the, the man himself. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> Anybody who's watching this and doesn't know, because we get that's like the most asked question we get to the show is who does that intro? <laughs> Even though as soon as the song ends, your name and your and Dreamer Official is the plug, the link. Everybody's that's it. Who does that? <laughs> I was waiting for it. And I don't, I, none of us respond to anybody. <laughs> I mean, it's there. Yeah, yeah but right there. People will be right listening to Spotify though, watching. Episode. So, yeah. this is the man behind our intro. If you don't know and you're curious, Christopher the and... Beetle, he's Beatty. I, I never say it right. I'll never. It's Beatty? Is it Beatty? It's really? Beatty. No, it's Beatty on our show. <laughs> whatever, and, whatever works i don't care and it's Beatty, but we we started with bd and anthony was like it's christopher b and that's just what it is that's just Beatty. it's forever it bd to us but christopher bd from dreamer and zenith passage what's up hell yeah dude? what up dude we love up, you man yeah. love you guys congrats on yes, the three love years. you too dude Thank Thank so, much, so much you. good stuff has happened for you in the last year as well bro yeah it's it's been pretty nuts it's been a cool uh cool little ride yeah, that Zenith yeah, album is amazing. It's yeah, so yeah, dude. Really stick up. We're yeah. very, very proud of of that one. Yeah, yeah, you should be. Yeah. And the cool thing is that you got you uh, talking to Justin and stuff. You you had input on the album, right? It wasn't just like you coming in and playing and so You have like songs on the album, right? Yeah, him and I wrote. Um, we worked on Divinertia Two and Deletion Cult together. So it was Hell like, yeah. Hell like yeah, sending dude. guitar pros back and forth, and uh, yeah, it was cool because like. I, I had some ideas for deletion and it was just like me writing Zenith riffs. And then like I sent it to him and it was just like supernatural, just like cranked it out. And then Div Inertia was like, oh, like I have like this, this much of a song and like I'm kind of stuck. And then 
you know, we worked on it together. So yeah, it was sick, super organic and like, that's cool. Yeah, cool oh, dude, to you totally in. fit. You're you're the puzzle piece. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of oh, insanity, we're not even an hour in. We're 30 minutes in. I mean, yeah, I my, all of this. All the heads on. are out today, man. The other night we were partying. What's up? Man? Yes, sir. What's up, man? Oh, yeah. What's up, guys? This is sick. What's up, man? Chilling, man. How's everyone doing? Crazy, AC, Joel. Yeah. What's, what's up, up, buddy? Man? Good. How's it going, man? Cats. Just nice. kicking Joseph, it, you know. Joseph, you, Joseph, you were in Germany, huh? Yeah, I hung out with Lily. Yeah, that's what I heard. Doing good, man. Yeah, and uh, we're we're talking about doing some stuff together, and maybe maybe you guys and us guys at some point. So that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's been uh, it's been percolating, as they say, for uh, for I'm sure well before yeah. i was in the mix but uh yeah that would be fucking i mean can't think of anybody i'd rather be out with obviously these are like four <laughs> of the greatest guitarists in the world right now on the pod this is insane <laughs> i know dude old, nice. old egg, crazy already. yeah jesus I christ all that. <laughs> yeah Gilbert everybody on the top row Gilbert is a crazy Tiger. guitarist yeah 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 what everyone on the top row is shredding the strings <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. The pot is oh, yeah. yeah, you know. That's the real best guy. <laughs> he's literally my favorite. I know, he off the side. Everybody doesn't see his face. That's Mike, why he's not yeah, being. Mike, uh, Gilbert is Mike Gilbert's my number one favorite death metal guitar player. No, I would no say doubt. number one. I'd no. say he hates it too. Mm. I, so just everyone tell him. Yeah, keep going, dude. Because tell him he's yeah. number two. Never yeah. tell him he's one. Then he'll. also cheers to Mike right here. Yeah, yeah. I want to be top ten. Top, hello, Vaughn. Hello, how are you? Cheers, uh, cheers. cheers to Dude, everybody. Joel, I'm cool if like you enjoy my playing. That's great. Thank Just you. Shut up and but play, I'm, dude. I don't. No, I'm not. Be don't talking. shut up and play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying no. I've been saying this for probably Carrie. You remember, like, since we've been kids, I've been like, when yep. we saw them play in Palo Alto. Yeah, like, there's no escaping it. That guy, as a child, I was saying it. Like in high school, coming out of high school, I was like, "What the fuck is like, 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 like watch fuck the humans live?" And like, right under, I knew every note. I knew what was going on, and just watching him play it live, I was like, "Fuck you, dude!" Like, I like <laughs> walked out with a "fuck you." Not, I wasn't like happy for him. I was like mad <laughs> because I had to go home and play guitar on my own, and was like, "This sucks. This guy just murders me." I, I'm, you know, I like took it as an L for me. I didn't get inspired. I got ah, bullshit. I got completely tired. Who says that? No, I got like I got just like Jesus. There's people like that on Earth. Well, I guess I'll try to yeah. skateboard or something. <laughs> you know, eventually you pulled out of that and got inspired, though. No doubt. Yeah, no, There's I know. No I know. Way you stayed. In I'm that, being a little that. exuberant with that, but yeah, no. Uh, I like to. I love how Mike doesn't like compliments, and this is the actual truth. So I love just like <laughs> dropping it on him constantly and just watching his face. But yeah, it no, is. he's. I mean, what do you guys? Uh, what are the shredders no, up top want to say? I want to say that not, it's, it is pretty top. crazy. <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what he's saying. I'm no, I'm saying uh, what are the shredders up top? Crazy. What, talk. Vocalists don't talk about Mike Gilbert. Jesus Christ! You don't <laughs> play guitar. You can play Gilbert. "Wish You Were Here" on guitar. Crazy that all these people are on at this time, and I can't get it through because Joel. You guys keep uh, talking. At the happy same anniversary. Time. I'm just gonna keep drinking. <laughs> My favorite part of the show. 
All right. Um, I'm uh, going to bring a little order to this. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to duck out. I'm going to, I'm all right. Thank you. 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 Thank can Just, you shout out the uh, the Zenith shows coming up? Oh yeah, uh, was it October twenty seventh in Long Beach, uh, oh, Supply and Demand, man. and then twenty eighth in Nevada City? It's at this little brewery called Rebald, and it's super awesome. sick. And it's their Halloween shows, so they should be. Yeah, I think I saw the the poster for that. That looked really neat. Yeah, yeah. And Last of Lucy, Last of Lucy are playing the Long Beach show with with. Uh, Zenith, so it'll be half of Dreamer on stage, although Dreamer itself <laughs> yeah. will not be appearing. Will not be present. <laughs> you know, Dreamer itself is much like a dream, you know? It's, uh, yeah. you know, you gotta I'm, do I'm those almost manifesting. Shows. It's getting there. I'm like, yeah. I'm very excited to shred, like, after BD or before BD or whatever, like, without having to actually play with him. It'll, it'll be a good time, so yeah. I just wanted to get that out there. Chris is and, the master, uh, master BD. And the Different Nurture 2 solo is like the greatest guitar solo of 2023. Fucking hands down, dude. God, you guys I hate it so much. That so you hate it so much. I know, of it's course. so that's hard. Why, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're playing it. You it playing is so it. fucking whack, yeah, yeah. dude, that you play that live. I can't believe it. It took like also, five days yeah. on that last run to even feel like, okay. The first yeah. four, I was just like, nope, 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 nope. It's like, this but, is not my room anymore. It's like, so fucked up. The first yeah. time I tried to play it standing, it was like, 60% there. It's like, oh no. Drop 40%. How many dates were on that total? It was like 13, I think. Nice. Yeah, dude, like halfway really through, finally. Like getting really in the groove right there, and then you're done. You, nope. Have, yeah. Being on tour is totally getting used to it for like the first basically third of it, at least. Yeah. And then Oleg, I saw the Severed Savior tour in 2012. And that was a huge show for me. Made a hit, big impact. Like still one of the best shows I've ever seen. That was fucking. Which sick. show so, were you at? The Pacific yeah, show. Oh, oh yep. winters. Yeah, I've talked it about it on the pod a bunch of times, but I, I was not on the episode with you, so I haven't been able to tell you directly. But yeah, that was fucking rad. For real? Nice. Thank oh, you, man. Okay. Yeah. And, was uh, that was that yeah. the first uh, show of that run? Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. not including Vegas Death Fest. That yeah, was I guess that was your both, first show with Severed ever. Yeah. That was both mine and Ole. No. No, Vegas was your it was first. Vegas was our first. Yeah, yeah. Together. And then yeah. we had, what was the space of time between Vegas, Vegas was and like a week, a week before, a week before the tour before. started, something like yeah. that, a week and a half. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And then the first show of the tour was uh, Pacifica Winners. Yep. For sure. Oh, shit. Hey, Joseph, stand up. Oh, what's up? So, Adam. Friedman is here. Oh, so I haven't seen him forever. Dude, uh, dude, this is one of the more popular. Shirt? He did the art for that cover right there. Adam, dude. Oh, nice to meet you, bro. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> nice shirt. No, can we... Uh, what's your what's your uh, Instagram? You have like a... The, your style of art I've been actually super into lately. Iron the, uh, Glacier, dude. Oh, Iron nice. Glacier. Appreciate yeah, it's that. like this like 3D kind of looking art. Can you explain your art to everyone? Like how it works? 
Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> with like drawings and Dude, stuff. He just popped in. Like, let's fucking <laughs> ease him in, bro. I'm just <laughs> gonna grill anyone that walks in. Ready. I would, I would, I would, like, so could you please, oh, like, yeah. I haven't seen you in forever. I'm like, dude, play your Anthony, all the song lyrics you've ever written. Anthony, just explain all those really quick for us. Thanks. Anthony is also. These are all a surprise to Anthony, by the way. So everyone just. That's part of the fun of this whole yeah. episode is that Anthony doesn't know any of these guests. I was and like, dude, Adam, <laughs> I've never met Adam personally. Adam so is I... my homie from high school, and we grew up together with Dave Siskin and started Odious Warner way back. The whole, but Ant, dude, uh, my friend Adam here, he he showed me Jethro Tull for the first time, like on acid in high school, <laughs> like you know, like dude, this is like my brother oh, yeah. from, from nice. the, the way back, and I live with his other brother now. I just moved in this last weekend, so uh, I sent him the link. If he can jump on, we'll see. It's kind of a secret, but everything's a surprise <laughs> tonight. But anyways, I love you guys, and Adam is my old time homie. He's a tattoo artist now in Portland, Oregon. He's a fucking insane tattoo artist. artist. He did the the cover for Synesthesia, the odious mortem thing. He's a, he's a painter. He's a fucking master's degree artist. Fucking Iron Glacier, right in there. Anyways, yeah. Adam, hi. Oh, so hey, hi, dude. I just want to. I just want to like, yeah, say what up and oh, this shit. This oh, shit that this, you do. This is Instagram. Yeah, for his. Yep. Oh, yeah. That shit's so sick. In, in it Portland. fucks with my eyes. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do that. Yeah, that's his Instagram. It's like, I think that you could tattoo a thing where you cross your eyes and then it has like a deeper little thing in there. What were those called back in the day, dude? <laughs> you know? Oh, God, what like, were those called? The ones with the hidden yeah. images. Know, like, 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 oh, Magic if I ever saw the image. Mm. He never did. I had to cross my eyes to see it, and you'd see it inverted. <laughs> That's quick. That's fucking brother yeah. right in yeah. here. Let's uh, <laughs> Friedman's. All right, let's, let's, let's do a roll call for everybody, and just so everybody knows good. Squares down in the bottom left corner. What up, dude? How's it going? Good to see What's you, up, brother. buddy. Jesus, long time. Seen... We and you got the long, you got the dude. Iron Glacier hat on, right? That's the yep. logo. Okay, dude. Yeah. Square, how the fuck right, are you doing? So... I haven't seen you forever. Yeah, Adam and Square. Good man. We got Christopher up at your top left. We oh, we don't need to do this. Second to him, we got Vaughn in the Jesus. middle up there. <laughs> Carrie Gear, you guys Jesus. know Carrie right. Gear. Joseph we'll K. We'll do yourself, this. your brother Adam. There it is. There you go. Why do I need to say it? I know you're doing like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, dude. So it just got chaotic. On? I just want to make yeah. sure everybody knows everybody. Appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. See, dude, Adam, we got dudes like Vaughn up here plays in Defeated Sanity. Remember that band, nice. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh Oleg played in Severed Savior, and he's got other projects, and, and then uh you got to hear. Have you heard Zenith Passage yet? I don't um, think so. Oh, dude, I got to send you that album, man. Yeah, because because we've listened to death metal since like the late '90s together, man. You know, like mm -hmm. back in the day. Um, and then uh, Chris up here, yeah, he's also got this band Dreamer that you got to hear, dude. It's so. Oh, good. I've been listening to them actually. Oh, you have? Rad. Dreamer. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Very oh nice. yeah, that's sick, dude. Yeah. Fuck uh, yeah. Good shit. So yeah. 
This is awesome, guys. Yeah, I, I've been no, wanting to get you, you like my homies and people like that are just different, like on this. And I'm so stoked to have you on, Adam and and no, Dave too. Dave's my new roommate, like in this place. Actually, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's like right. both brothers. Hell yeah! yeah. Oh yeah, dude, it's totally a a bro down party situation that we were doing here. We have no yeah. other plans other than hanging with all y'all. But so we need to get into, um. Oh, Max is in the chat too. We might maybe see him later on tonight. I don't know. All right, we got a lot of people here. So yeah, I'm the, the I'm the rotating chair, so I'm ready to I'm ready to uh, hop off. <laughs> we're waiting. Someone, someone else wants to hop in. Not. I think we're we're at capacity okay. right now. Are we? We not? are at capacity. Right yeah, we maybe should, should dumb it down a couple. So uh, sorry, I don't know. I just realized we're at capacity. I don't want to. No, no, Carrie's the expendable, so I'll just like you know. I'm the rotating chair here, dude. As host, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take control here for a second. I'm just gonna say that Adam, you're. I'm. This is not calling you out as a person that wants to be here, doesn't want to be here. I know it's crazy to just be thrown into this, but I want to. I want everybody to uh know about your art it was something that was um yes. very unique when i came across it uh when you gave us access to you know your catalog of stuff to pick from uh there was a lot of options that really stood out to me dude there was not an easy pick from what you gave us you know Thank and, you. and um I, I really, really enjoyed your style. And this this style is something that I never really came across, like I just said. So I want everybody to to follow you. So where where again? What Iron Glacier. Yeah. Iron Glacier is that's just my uh social media Instagram. Insta thing. type thing. Yeah, but that, that's website. a good start. What's the website? Okay, again? so what's the website? Uh the website's just Iron Glacier tattoos, but I haven't really updated my painting website for a really long time because I haven't really been painting as much. Um, mm -hmm. What was that? Yeah, I mean, I'm I was actually going to be my next question was, was what your you ratio guys, was. I was pumped you guys wanted to use some of my art at all. I mean, obviously, like Casey was saying, we've known each other yeah. forever. So, um, yeah, cool. dude, I'm uh, telling you. And then yeah, the, yeah. the exhibit dude, I, that you had going. I have the that, original you know? painting in, in my hallway. Oh, yeah. 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 Go grab it and bring <laughs> it back, dude. Um, but and I the, saw a like, lot of your stuff in Oceanside Brewing. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! I missed it. I missed a lid. Yeah, Tomas has quite the quiver of the quiver. Yeah, Tomas is a rad guy. There it is, right there. That's the original one. But yeah, I think it's really cool that you guys wanted to use it because it's obviously not super similar to a lot of death metal or even kind of like metal that was kind of well okay so the to give it a quick backstory everything that with that album we wanted to keep it in the family you know mm -hmm. every sure. single thing that had to do with that album was within the family so um and and we tripped out on your shit dude and and that one finally became the one that it was like yeah that's it dude you know, and um, I just want to I have one question for you, like for like that, 
let's just if we're gonna zone in just on that painting real quick like give us a little taste of the inspiration for that piece and what you call what you what is it called to you because to us it's synesthesia yeah. what is it what did you call that painting god i can't remember what that painting is called um but that works i mean uh yeah. i think that painting was from a series that i did um for a show i had in san francisco in like 2015 or something like that and so i don't know a lot of it has to do with different kind of like theoretical um uh or or different theories of the universe so like um super into different kind of like multiverse theory and string theory and all the stuff that I was reading about at the time. So the, the paintings were very kind of like weird uh, ge geometric kind of landscapes and spacescapes that I don't know, were kind of inspired by that. But I think ultimately um, a lot of my work has been inspired since I was a kid, like psychedelic poster art, like rock poster art and you know, like Roger Dean and like 70s psych rock type art that i mean still love the music and still love the art so um it's kind of always rooted from there to some degree and you can probably see a little bit of those kind of influences there in in any of the paintings or even like the tattoos i do too the professor just yeah, put so the search for symmetry and i i now remember that yeah, that's what yeah. you named it because there's this like theory of the universe called the symmetrical universe where they assume like everything has you know like fractal symmetry everything's like perfectly yeah. symmetrical but i thought there was this awesome quote i read at the time um where it said that things are are usually the most beautiful or we find them the most beautiful when they're they're not perfectly symmetrical, but they're kind of on this backdrop of symmetry. Mm -hmm. So I thought about that a lot. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's the imperfections. And I don't know, maybe you guys can speak to that in in music too, because obviously music has a lot of symmetry, um, especially when you're getting really technical with things. It's like crazy overlapping symmetries. But do you guys, are you able to find a room? Sorry, I'm like taking over as the question asked. No, it's all good. I know where I want to send it right now. I'll tell you what, yeah. just, to, just to bounce off of what Adam's saying, it's funny, like I was having a conversation. I was playing with John Longstreth, the drummer. Him and I, we both live in New York and we'll get together on Thursdays and just like, just go after it for like about an hour or two, you know. But we were talking about like the fact that like, I don't know, there's something to be said in death metal about kind of like allowing their to be room for error, you know? And it's something that like, I think in, in how people think about recording now and think people think about making their albums, maybe it's a little, everything's a little too polished. I don't mean mm -hmm. to just be coming in and just like throwing shit around, but it's just funny you say that Adam, because I feel like, like the, like having imperfection at the forefront and there's something in the context of something that's supposed to be symmetrical is mm -hmm. totally something you encounter in death metal all the time. Right. Especially with bands that are just like, you know, kind of going for the old school approach of just like yeah. quick tracks, no, you know, no support tracks, just like mm -hmm. strong arming it live in the trenches, you know, no different than those errors, those errors are something you hear because you're listening to it over and over and over and recording it? Or do you think those errors are something you'd hear just hearing it one time? I mean, I think I'm thinking really more in reference to like the live situation. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the fact that like a lot of the times, like as an audience member, you don't even realize how much error might be occurring. Sure. And then the other way around is like, sometimes you're playing and you're like, man, I really fucked something up here or there. And, and, and you let it really bring the whole, the whole night down, like in sports, you know, like if you think about touring, like being an athlete where you're on a, a schedule that you're only playing away games, like that's kind of how touring is right. Every night's kind of like its own win or lose situation in your own mind, as far as how you deliver the performance. But like more often than not, those imperfections kind of add to the, the performance of any given night and kind of give it, gives it a unique energy you know oh yeah and and it's like the kind of thing where obviously like bands prior to i don't know 2010 or whatever whenever like technology and metal really started to take shape and, and people started relying more on technology in and outside of the studio it kind of loses that you know like you can watch a video of suffocation playing three or four times oh. in 1995 and every show's different you know what i mean and like that that's a, how i think it should be but it's different because of the uh the imperfections yeah, I think sometimes all the all the technology, at least speaking from art side, like I do a lot of drawing now on an iPad and it it's helpful for my work and there's things that I can learn and grow and expand on from it. But it also can sometimes feel a little bit like it takes the soul out of the drawing. hundred percent, right? Adam. Could not agree more. And you could say the same thing about like music or or, you know, you listen like one thing that's that that I stand behind, not to shamelessly plug defeated sanity, but that is at some level why I'm do it. So I'm gonna throw that in there. And the thing about it is, is you know, I take pride, and I think everybody in the band takes pride eh, in the fact that like you know, there's no clicks, there's no no one has in ears. It's totally old school, man. It's like mm -hmm. you're in the fire, you know. It's like a war zone, depending on you know how good or not good the uh, the monitors are. And it's like, I think that breeds a certain kind of environment for the music to really be fresh every night and i mean people are you know it's it's not like any of us in the band are without mistakes you know but that stuff kind of adds to the character of any given situation and any given performance so it's like in the same way and i and i hear that adam from buddies of mine who are tattoo artists or visual artists where it's like yeah in the same way the technology is really enhanced how we can record in the studio or even guys who use their shit to you know as auxiliary tools for playing live, it's like something kind of gets lost in all of that, even though it's more efficient, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like maybe maybe part of great art comes from the uh, the struggle. You it's know? like some you know, of it, earlier, it, needs, earlier, it needs to mess. Yeah, it needs to, it needs, yeah. it's gotta be it needs, a little, yeah. dude, it's gotta be a little, and it's gotta be human, like, yeah. We're talking yeah. about death metal here, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, right. as far as I'm concerned, First and or foremost. even music in general, dude. There's so dude, much totally. human aspects to jazz music too, and and totally. and I just wanted to make a point. Or I'm patting myself on the back for my three year anniversary, guys. I was like, when Adam said when he turned it the symmetry uh, question onto the music, I immediately wanted to pass it to Vaughn because of defeated sanity, and and how that that symmetry aspect is not necessarily um i mean definitely is still present for sure in the defeated sanity realm but the the um leaving room for in between that you know just like the fractal aspects of anything really just there's always a between the lines if you you can dig into the cracks and that's what happens 
in between that organization that most people might follow but there's like such a adventurous uh uh spirit flavorful spirit in between that definitely. you know definitely yeah. i mean like uh, you know it's it's the kind of thing now like having had a couple now i have a couple of tours under my belt you know what i mean like what's up dog oh casey we, we, we're in the middle of a car <laughs> just drop yeah. a bomb what's up what's up risha jesus christ Dude, it's an old school bass player, decrepit birth. We, like fucking, this was my dad basically when I was starting to tour <laughs> playing, uh, playing this bass. Was that low level, was, that early. He was, that he was the one that showed me like the all the uh, all, you know, like oh, because I was like kind of like a newer bass player. He's like, this is what the amps you want to use. This is the thing you want to use. This is like you basically like were teaching me the ropes as I went, and uh, I love you. I miss you. Yes, uh, and I just amazing. before you start talking, Risha, I just got to do the same thing. So the first time mm -hmm. that I ever got to experience Decrepit Birth live, this was the man on bass. He was like this, like uh, mysterious, like man that I had never really <laughs> met before that time. And I'm put in, I'm put in this small little like jam space with him to the point where it was so small that only one person at a time could really experience it in the room. You know. Remember that little shed that you guys were in? Was that in the so mountains? small, so intimate, and and so I got my turn, and I'm just like, this is what's going on right now, you know? <laughs> Decrepit <laughs> birth in this room with me, and I'm just like, oh yeah, we were fucking that guy fan ripping on base. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we we're looking at you like, what? I may have had one or two <laughs> encounters with you before that, but you were still mysterious to me at that time, Risha. So we got Risha. <laughs> on the podcast first time appearance as well what up <laughs> yeah how's it going man <laughs> how's it going dude Good, how do you is it ariavis is your last name ariavis yeah, you got it hmm. good job Fuck yeah. Dude, I uh last time I was down in Santa Cruz, we had a really good time and I was glad we had that experience together, dude. We got to have several drinks and yeah, several drinks. laughs together, dude. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, I think uh Risha's uh one of his shining qualities to me was his uh road rage. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember we were like we were going down south. So we went to a concert. We went, we drove all the way down to oh, like boy. San Diego for Discord <laughs> or something together. And like we um there's a big like monster truck that fucking like cut you off. And we're you're in your Civic, and I'm sitting on the side, and like you're all like you you started cutting him off. You're all my dick is bigger than your truck. Fuck. fuck. <laughs> and, <started> like, <laughs> and like it's one of the funniest fucking aggressive moves i've ever seen in my life oh boy crying, yeah, laughing. you know just risking a car full of lives no big deal <laughs> it happens you know like it death model, dude. <laughs> yeah it was totally worth it uh i think i've calmed down a little bit since then but <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you still play music at all a little bit a little bit I mostly play my guitar just for fun yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely because yeah. i remember you there was wasn't that thing with darren or something supposed to happen or something never happened right it was the D darren from cky yeah, world, under uh, world under blood yeah, yeah. yeah i know it it, it kind of happened but uh it i yeah, i rock never, that shit yeah an album was recorded but no tour no nothing and uh drifting response yeah. slow yeah. reaction <laughs> that's a good song yeah, dude, it was uh, dude? Tim Young, right? Tim Young, you, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, Darren yeah. from CKY, yeah, and, and uh, who else was in it? Shout out Luke. to Darren. He's a so oh, Luke, 
Luke Yeager from yeah. Sleep Terror and yep. oh totally yeah 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 yeah, yeah. damn oh that's no it. I'm sorry to jump in here but uh we only have like a ten people max thing we gotta oh. kind of change it out a little bit with some it's of the only nine sorry, people right now bro thank know, you guys for showing up i can be out guys yeah. yeah 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 i know this is everyone's everyone's nah, got man, i'm sorry home. dude it's a crazy love all you guys I, I was just love happy all you guys to yeah get the dad dude and, uh, vaughn i love you for showing up vaughn. Love you, we love you we love you last thing i'll say just crazy quick shout out to southern california and cali death like on the last defeated tour we were doing we were joking about how all like like Diego and Derek and all all the fucking Cali Death guys in the early two thousands were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'd be on the road, we'd be on the road like doing yeah. you know tour stuff, and I'd see like Josh or Jake or Lilith from across the room, Paul McGuire, and we'd look at each other just amidst the chaos of tour stuff <laughs> and just give each other a quick like. What the last thing Jake and I did before I I left California, I left this place to go to the airport. Or you know, one of these, but, uh, yeah, yeah. one of these for all you fools. Hell yeah, dude. Great to chat with everybody. Joe. Joseph, dude. Well, we want to have you back on one on one. Oh, yeah, we'll man. dig in on you again, brother. Yeah, dude. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's just a long standing narrative of sickness. All right, cats, take it easy. Three years. Thank you, man. Fuck yeah, Vaughn. Hell yeah, Vaughn. Thanks, man. What a good I'll, guy. I'll bounce, too. I'll, I'll love that my spot. Real quick, before right, you bounce, before you bounce, Chris. I know. I'm sorry, Chris. We went through no, the... Uh, love you so we much. went through the... No, no. We went through the... Uh, the like, the Tiny Horns was like a thing. We went to, to <laughs> Vegas together. So we started we started with the Tiny Horns, and then it started yeah. with the zombie... Like, the hammer go, the zombie hand going like... <laughs> like this. And then and then Trevor ruined our world. We were like, trying to think of a funny thing to, like, do something... Like, instead of this, we were trying to find a way around this so we did like the tiny horns when we did like the zombie one and trevor just walks up in front of us and he goes it was like i have taken that so far we do it at every show i do it on stage now with zenith i'll like i'll give oh, really? people yeah like bro, just no, like, no just horns thumbs up a death metal band no like, horns, fuck yeah. yeah dude good shit it's almost <laughs> yeah. pretty good dude chris i love you brother um love you guys you uh I, I love the first time we ever met. You got me into a show for free, so I'm stoked on that, dude. Oh, yeah. Or help me into a show for free. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, dude. Everybody, again, no more asking questions. If you are wondering who our intro is, who did our intro, that's the man right there, Chris B. Yeah. Oh, oh dude, we got the sandals. We got the sandals. Oh, oh my gosh. Gosh. I need a pair, dude. Dude, I we got to get them of our own. Order them. I don't know. They might gotta be. Do it. I want sign. I want signed Zenith Passage sandals from Should the whole get... band, like on uh, my wall, dude. Yeah, I'll wear them on my chest every episode. Oh, there we go. All right, Beatty. I'll see you next. Love you, Beatty. Two weekends. Love you, Beatty. See you guys, brother. Later. Hi, bye, Nate. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Nate looks grumpy. Look at him. <laughs> no, he isn't. That's the man right there. He's not grumpy. He just doesn't know how his camera works. He doesn't know. No, no, he doesn't know the the mic works right now. Yeah. New anomalous. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yeah. He's on the phone. I, want, on the I was phone. waiting for this so we can freak out on Am it I together. Audible right now. Go louder. Oh, a louder. little bit. A little bit. A little louder. Turn yeah, up. Okay. What about now? There yeah. You yeah. Go. Okay. Yeah. What's yeah. up, guys? Same. What's, What's up, up, dude? up Nate? Happy three-year uh, anniversary here. That's yeah, sick. Thanks, it's hard yeah, to thanks, get a group man. together weekly uh, 
I mean, digitally, digitally, it's a little easier than like in a jam room, but oh, it's, still... <laughs> it's still hard. I'll tell you, it's, uh... it is. some weeks it, it is still difficult, but we still make it happen every week, dude. That's what's yeah. up. Hell yeah, good times. And dude, doing, what, is this your fourth? Is this your fourth yeah. appearance? This yeah, you guys. Nate knows. Appearance. Nate knows Risha, right? He knows Risha, right? Yeah, well, yeah, Risha probably doesn't remember me because I think the last time I met him, I was like 15 years old, uh, <laughs> uh, like playing bass oh, Soul of Thunder. And you, like, I remember you filmed Soul of Thunder set. Oh, dude. Oh, okay. Playing. Yeah. Okay. Birth is filming this. Why? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was uh i was doing some filming with jana for a while we we did a bunch of different bands oh yeah yeah, yeah that was kind of a little side gig i was doing for a bit yeah, Fuck so yeah. I, Soul I Thunder forgot Wheel. about that completely we all played I, with Soul no Thunder. recollection until you said that <laughs> we did Soul Thunder at the atlas club right it was like soul Thunder, decrepit birth yeah. uh odious mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was like fuck. That was like one of my first shows. I was. A... I think it was my first show, full, full set with Odious. Yeah, was it? Yeah, no, I, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it was Aptos Club, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jared from our, what's up, brother? I love you, Jared, dude. What's what going on, boys? How you Hello, doing? Good man. to see you guys. Thank Good to you. see you too, you. dude. Cheers, buddy. You have a very mellow background, dude. Looks pretty chill. Yeah, just chill, <laughs> real mellow. Yeah, yeah. Just what you want to see behind your eyelids before you go to sleep every night. You know? Yeah, I was joining the call, and it's like, do you want to re- replace your background? And I was like, oh, maybe. What do I have? <laughs> <laughs> I made this on Mid Journey too, so this is like, oh, yeah. oh that's you made shit. Yeah, well. that's just Mid Journey fucking AI shit. Oh, AI. So, just, so what did you say? Like, tell me your description. What did you tell the AI to do to make that? It'll take Joel's beautiful blue eyes. Yeah. And then. <laughs> and then enhance them with said, more beautiful blue eyes. Right. Yeah. The prompt. You just give it a prompt. I said, yeah. make make a like geometrical three. Fa- it didn't come out anything like I thought it would. But I was like, make a three face geometrical sort of thing with fractals and and uh sacred geometry and in the yeah. style of alex gray so i was got just that, about to say alex, just doing you got that part right yeah oh yeah alex great man Al- alex great alex great <laughs> great nice. yeah, but yeah. you guys were just talking about how like uh like i caught the last 15 minutes about how like with death metal like there's that bit of play between not everything not being perfect and like that's mm-hmm. what makes it and same cool. guy, Adam. Adam's still in or here. Art the, in the artist. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like he was talking about, like not being Jesus. Oh, There's so many fucking people. He's not even giving us time to like get to know anybody <laughs> for a minute. No, like, you don't have to like. You can just let the video back. come on. You don't have to like stop it. What if I see someone talking? There's more than. Oh man, so. Dude, we're gonna have to start. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh man. There's two. Uh, there's two layers of people. This oh, is, Cameron. Everybody knows this oh, is gonna everybody. be crazy. It's not like I got kind of hungry right now, real quick. Crazy. It's got kind of hungry right now. Crazy. Don't don't God. look me in the eyes, dude. 
I feel like this is an episode of Tim and Eric or something, man. Like, you guys just never stop coming. That's actually a really good banana, by the way. I picked good ones. I, I can roll, though, pop, but... Pop well, yeah, Adam, Adam we love thank you. you for having me, guys. Good good to meet you. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to see some of you. Iron Glacier, everyone. Check out Iron Glacier. I'm going to come visit you in Portland, man. You're the shit. Oh, yeah, Please do, uh, anytime. Yeah. Uh, Portland, you're up in Portland, dude? Yeah, for sure yeah. I'm going to visit you in Portland, dude. Yeah, I love yeah, Portland. Yeah. Come through. Adam Friedman, Iron Glacier on Instagram. Sick artist, tattoo artist, and extraordinaire human being. All right, lots of love, you guys. Thank you. See you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Cameron, big banana argon is in the place, dude. And your head's just gone? What's up with your head, dude? <laughs> the, hat, the hat blends in. Is it a banana? Like a giant hat of bananas <laughs> that falls behind you like like you're a Rastafarian that's got yellow dreads that just keep going and going. <laughs> Holy yes, shit. Yes, dude. We got fucking big chocolate in the place, which, by the way, Yo, just, just coming to show my respects. Fuck yeah, Most dude. definitely, dude. I've been nah, listening dude, to that you're, album you're, more and more and more since you came on. I mean, the day before or the day of, of our podcast, I was like, this is the perfect like work music, and it's still, still flowing, dude. <laughs> I'm stoked. Good to hear. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yes, dude. Now, if anybody is uh, not listening to the episode, the, this is the third appearance by Cameron, by the way. And um, I think that everybody should be checking out that new Disfiguring the Goddess, which, by the way, I got uh, what, what happened. What I love about this is every time I have Cameron on, he just sends me tons of new sick music and I have a whole new album to listen to that nobody else will be able to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him today, I was like, I, I, I'm going to give myself uh that that isolated place to really get down with it because I know it's going to be sick. We had, the big, we had the big inside <laughs> joke with the bananas, though. We had the big inside, but Max from Anomalous just showed up and we just like jumped right Yeah, dude. That. We kind of overstepped. like one of my favorite humans in the world. <laughs> this dude, this fucking coming through. We got half of Anomalous <laughs> on right now. Hell yeah. yeah. But yeah, dude, so, Max, what uh, up, brother? Are you guys working on shit? I feel like you got, I mean, got I, no audio by Max yet. Max, but Max, but we can read your lips though. So are you working on stuff? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so we are working on stuff. Uh, well, Hell yeah. We did re-record the entire EP, right? So that's the new thing. Yeah, that so that's, uh, I wanted to bring attention to that real quick, Nate, because dude, I, I, I had that as soon as it came out back in the day, because we've been homies for that long, you know, and that was always something I was like, holy shit, dude, what the fuck is Brutal Bands putting out right now? You know, because that was Brutal Bands, right? Yeah, yeah well, they didn't write the, the music, first. Sure. <laughs> they wrote all the music, dude. Brutal yeah. Bands. yeah. <laughs> they provided no, it. They wrote all of Severed's music. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, well, and, and they also, you know, like, sold our music so we had to like re-record it to own it again so that's oh, yeah that's the that's, move i hear about nowadays labels. okay yeah I'm sorry so we, i brought up the record to, label but i just that's not what i wanted to contact to them to get our music back really so 
what we decided to do was just upgrade the tunes as far as the the production goes and just now we own it so i encourage people to listen to the new stuff that's coming out so that's a, that's fast. a move that bands can do though if bands like are under a label and they decide to be like okay well we're gonna do one on our own and re-record it on our own and just it, it's yeah. even though the band is still signed with a label you still own the new recording right if you don't put it out through them well yeah it depends on how you copyright the music because you can if you copyright like the sheet music of it you own the notes of the music you own the composition and like the rhythms of it but Mm -hmm. most of what like music is copywritten as is the recording of the music which is uh you know it's the easiest way to do it because most people don't write out their music i mean i I know nowadays it's a little more common to do like guitar pro and stuff. So you kind of do have the sheet music. I still don't write like that. Max doesn't write like that. We're very just like, I'm a caveman chunk writer, dude. So I, I don't want a computer <laughs> to, to, to impact that. No, so dude. Gonna, and it's so crazy when life. you listen to ontogeny or anomalous and you guys are just like, yeah, dude, we're fucking apes over here, bro. It's like, we're just, we're just like, so a band can be like, a band can be like, okay, this album did really good, but like we don't really like the sound of it. Um, we'll just re-record it and release it on our own. But with the mm-hmm. sheet music, actually, uh, this is bringing back memories from your episode, Nate, where you're talking about like a Beatles member or something in a courtroom or something, right? You brought that up, right? Something about oh, like yeah, music. like George George Harrison playing "My Sweet Lord" to a courtroom. So like the courtroom's like we're seeing George Harrison live right now on jury duty this is the best day ever i'd love to be on jury duty that day you're like watching the beatles it's sick hell like so how do they judge because if the sheet music is like well if if it's in a different key does it matter if the if the the patterns matter if it's like a different Uh, well i suppose it goes to litigations right there's been people that have won it you know uh, John Fogarty was sued for sounding too much like John Fogarty. You know, he uh, that's Creedence Clearwater. So Creedence Clearwater didn't own any of their music and he had a solo career and the owners of the music sued. They're like, hey, man, you sound too much like Creedence. And he's like, I am Creedence. Of course I do, you know. So, but uh, yeah, you know, I think for us, it was also a, a, a point to upgrade the tunes and on we're writing new music hopefully so we also have this long distance thing working out where max is living up north uh, i'm in california tim's in california and sam our new member is living out in northern california so we're writing new material this long distance route so this was a perfect opportunity for max to get a computer learn how to record digital stuff send files back and forth because it's material we were comfortable with it's not like mm-hmm. struggling to play the material and learn how to record and struggle that at the I same time. I think it's time. super it's smart what you guys did, dude. I think that um, his, what his I was Mike, his mic to. skills though are pretty whack, though, right? His... Mine? <laughs> no, I mean Max. Max, we haven't heard Max. Oh. Yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, He's no, what I was what I was alluding to is I saw what was going on in that early EP. You know, and I understand why you guys wanted to re-record it, not because necessarily, um, I mean, it sounded good, but obviously you guys, what I'm trying to bring it to is you guys brought, made it modern, which is so crazy because those songs were recorded in what, 2006? Yeah, I mean, they were written by Max and Tim a long time before. And and hearing them in this new form, it's totally relevant 
with today, which is funny because we're three years shy of it being 20 years later. <laughs> Wild, yeah, right? And that. and um, I just think that it is smart because you're reintroducing the world to what you guys were doing back then with a current mix that the current society is going to accept. And then you're going to hit him with that new anomalous because there's the omnivalent album, which holds up still to this day for me. And, and I think that that next anomalous record is going to, it's going to break jaws, dude. It really is. It's it's fucking better. It will, dude. No, no doubt with fucking Max and Nate back together, dude. Like for real. It's going to be the, I mean, I've already said Anomalous is the sickest tech death band from California. They're the techest out of the tech. tech, dude. tech. Oh, there, you, there he is. There he is. There we hey, go. Hey, Max, how you doing, dude? You <laughs> actually was just choosing not to speak. I didn't know my mic was broke. Dude. <laughs> that was it's funny. Good. It's so funny that he's like, uh, we got him to figure out computers and then we couldn't yeah. get your girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you missed when I said me learn record. <laughs> that's awesome so uh do you guys have like a timeline what's going on this i mean it's kind of like a cult classic favorite of tech metal nerds is you know yeah the the ep is gonna be by the end of this year i think uh if uh, the album's done fully recorded and i'm in the mastering phase of it now uh so that's ready to go pretty much it's we're just putting Putting the bow on it, as I like to say, and making sure it's. Yeah, yeah. I believe the original areas. came out on December thirty first, two thousand six. Damn, I, I don't know, but it, it's well, about to come saying, out again. <laughs> it's going to come out again. So we're shooting and for again thirty first. <laughs> and That's Cam, awesome. dude, I want to talk to you for a second, dude. This album, am I allowed to name it? Am I allowed to say the name, or is that the just the? running yeah no 100 i want to say it's crazy that you guys from anomalous are on here because i I grew up listening to that that ep like religiously back in the day and i literally had a a buddy of mine who's like one of my best friends i grew up with who's really into death metal too and he sent me a picture that you guys were re-recording that ep so it's crazy that y'all are on here right now talking about it (laughs) awesome man man. yeah dude max and nate are the homies dude all coming back yeah. around that's crazy but cam dude that dis- that dis- new distinction <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that's what cali death's doing dude is uh crossing paths and forging friendships dude. crossing streams inspiring crossing streams dude <laughs> never crossing. but yeah that's uh, can i say it is it called oh, yeah is it gonna be called soothe two soothe two the sequel right. hell <laughs> yeah dude and and yeah. I'm, I can't wait to sit down with it. I, I I actually did listen to the first track, and I was already like, "Oh, okay, I need to back sounds away." I need to have it. Sounds really good, and I just needed to. I I really still just if it's something that I want to fully dive into, I need to be away from society. I need to be locked in a room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe in that lotus position, you know, <laughs> and in the dark, yeah, with 
headphones on my head. And do I you guys know how fucking feet. hard yoga is, dude? Like I am like fucking hard. About it. <laughs> I like my my fiance is like a you know an ex uh, uh, personal trainer, and we worked out. She's been working me out lately. And we went into the yoga room to stretch, and I was cussing at her the whole time. I was like, fuck <laughs> you, fuck this, I need to go. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this is, needs to come out of me real quick. Well, and first namaste, anti-namaste. It's, no, because it's like, it's it's stretching your tendons and stuff in like the worst ways. And I'm like, why is this good? This is like the worst thing I've ever done. I don't know. And like, I guess like the whole thing is like moving past it and getting to the yoga it's part of it it's telling you that you haven't moved your body correctly no no i'm the most i'm the least limber person i've ever met and i literally was like sitting there and like trying to stretch like kind of she was like giving me like the dumb ways to do it like okay well you can't do it like this we'll do it the dumb way and i was like yelling i was like way. i was i was so mad i was like this is the worst thing i've ever done this is like <laughs> i was like throwing such a fit dude i was like turning into a kid like fuck this i'm out of here like, like i was like but no yoga is like i have more respect after yesterday for downward if, gorilla well just like <laughs> no sitting well sitting <laughs> fucking risha knows but yeah. uh sit, sitting there like just like on the mat and just like stretching your legs straight forward and like going like this and shit i'm like this is the worst. Why would you ever do this? This is the dumbest thing I've ever done. But um, I know that like it helps in the end. But it that makes me it makes me angry. Makes me angry. So you're saying it was the very end. Yeah, I listen you're to Death Metal to calm down, and I get pissed at yoga. <laughs> can I can I butt in? Yeah, go butt for it. in. Can I ask Big Chocolate a question? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Dude, love and respect your work and your vocals as another death metal vocalist um oh yeah thank you and i've only heard whispers of like the things that you're doing now musically and i feel like some of my musical inclinations are like going in the same direction where there's all this sound design right like all these alien morphing noises that you can make and there's whole genres built off of them right it's called edm <laughs> I've never heard of it. Yeah, have you ever heard of it? <laughs> but like at, now we're seeing like a lot more of like this death metal sort of influence, at least personally I've seen it. Is that like how do you feel about that? And then where are you where are you trying to go with your music? Like this new something that I heard about from Anthony. Um that's an interesting question because like my uh I had a bunch of DJ buddies who went to Lost Lands this year, which is like one of the biggest heavy bass EDM festivals. And my, my buddy called me when he got home and he was like, he's like, yo, you should be there. Like, and I was like, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you should, you should do like disfiguring the goddess there. <laughs> and I was like, uh, so it's, I don't know that I got some, some thoughts about, that in a way but I, I think i think a big thing with like what i see right now in and you see this right now in um heavy metal too but i feel like edm uh uses um or if they're if it's um, when i if we say this term I'm, I'm really talking like the heavier bass people who are kind of really into uh metal but i think it's really like an ear candy thing you know mm -hmm. And I think, uh, I mean, most of what I've heard, although like, I'm like, that's awesome. Like respect, yada, yada, yada. Like, I still think there is like a, a lack of soul that 
heavy metal possesses that a lot of people who kind of get the ear candy of heavy metal and are incorporating it into other types of music are missing, you know? Mm. And, and that was kind of something that like I'm on the metal side too. Like when I combine uh, electronics into it, I don't really like do it in this surgical way of kind of like, like I've got a pie and like, I'm like, premeditating how much of the pie I want to be electronic or something. And I'm like having this internal, not even internal, but like a verbal debate about it. I, I really try to have it all be as like um, complimented, complimentary in a way where it really blends in a way where the soul of like whatever it is I'm doing in that moment is executed in a way where it, it's like a song could be all quote unquote metal or a song could be like literally the metal is like just a small piece and electronics yeah. kind of drive the emotion or what whatnot. But to me, it's all like the same, you know, expression of emotion. But I'm really trying to like not trying to, but I just feel like that the soul of heavy metal is something that like I relate to probably more beyond any other genre. So when I yeah. when I think about it in other genres it oftentimes, and I, I hear this in metal too, like there's a lot of like more modern deathcore production that I, it just like missed the soul aspect of what I like about heavy metal misses me. So it's like, I spend like two, three seconds listening to some track and I'm like, I, this, I can really tell it's just not gonna like lift me or carry me oh, in, that like, maybe, yeah. in that it's way perfect. that a lot of like the, the heavy metal I do like does. So that's kind of what mm. I think about it. I think it's, um you know getting into heavy metal is like you develop a taste and a palate and you have like a a soulful connection with it and i'm i'm not saying that, that again i always pre, pre, like say this that I, I give respect to like these um more ear candy metal bands and more ear candy like um edm producers who incorporate uh heavier metal sounds into it, it you know more respect i, I love it go go be creative and make cool music and you know it, that's the other thing too it's like any someone who's at some lost lands dubstep music festival could could like in like three months be like you know what i think i want to listen to heavy metal now like yeah right all this heavy metal experience. like this shit is soulless uh, dude just playing hitting play like yeah, but i i the the sonic the level of sonics that's going on at those shows because I've been to a couple of them, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, the if only a death metal band was playing on this stage, it's just mm -hmm. full of subwoofer subwoofer. But it usually only goes one way. There's only like a there's a one way sign for that. It's usually death metal to EDM. It's never EDM to death metal. I never hear EDM fan going to death metal. I always hear people going well, death no, metal. No, because it was all back in the day. It was all. Yeah, well, all, okay yeah. not only this dude i just want to add which is most if not all of the blending of edm with death metal has the there's still been barriers between the two like if you listen to a genghis tron the blend is there at certain times but they they do put up walls between each of the genres at times as well and what I noticed with the figuring the goddess, uh, the brutal machine, is it was uh, a true blending of big chocolate 
and disfiguring the goddess and all of Cam's uh, influences correctly blended. Like it, there was, it was, it was seamless when I listened to it. It wasn't really, um, you know, separated like most other bands say were EDM and death metal. Well, yeah, you're doing EDM parts, you're doing death metal parts, but here's this new Disfiguring the Goddess, which is, it's both at the same time. Yeah, and that's I gotta, why I want to give throw out a lot flowers. Of, a lot of props for you and courage. It's got to take a lot of courage to do that mm -hmm. because you're going to get a lot of hate. Like, you know, like, I don't think, think he's got that much hate, I, dude. I think everybody's kind of down, dude. I think, <laughs> I think a while maybe ago, maybe it's what people want, right? Getting hate like, is a good thing. Means you're sure, yeah. Yeah, 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 that is true. Yeah. You're always like sure. now it'll be, but, but I, I, I'm just saying it takes a bit of courage, you know, to do something new. And I like that about, like, you know, so what do you do with the new archaic album? What's going on? Trying to do a little bit of that, you know, like I'm trying oh, yeah. to, I'm trying to do 80% death metal with 20% weird sound design and kind of blend it more. And we're playing around with songs and we're just being like, I've got Ableton, right? I do everything through Ableton. So it's a very like, it. it's conducive for throwing a little in there, you know, mm -hmm. and like nice. throwing some stuff in there. And we play to a click track. So like, that's the whole thing. Like Lorna Shore, they're all big, right? But they for sure have to play to a click track because they're utilizing all these extra sound design like features with their thing yeah unless they wanted like a bunch they, of other like, members and they're just doing orchestral stuff so yeah what holds us back from throwing in all sorts of shit and like blending in stuff mm -hmm. that nothing isn't necessarily like for it for a member of or a, a guitar player or a bass player but stuff that i know fucks i with I, the, I mean design. speaking from a point of of a person that knows you so well and knows chance and 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 what you guys have introduced me to and like the bass scene and the EDM scene, you guys have turned me on to a ton of great stuff. Um, as a, a longtime archaic fan, I would so much accept and love th that incorporation in the music because I know it's a part of you guys. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's and the thing. Like, this is the thing. Like, we keep making this super tight necrophages 4.0, 4.5, 4.7, And it's like the same, like, like vacuum sealed technical death metal. And it's just great. We've done it. What's next? Like, how do you even like compare to some of this stuff? You know, it's like, like, I get it, right. Jared. You've listened to Sleep Token. We get, we get. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're no, I mean, a good example. No, they're like, great. I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm like, not gonna be a sleep feel, token hater. Yeah, something yeah. I I'm gonna see them a couple days. I have an opinion. Is like, like metal and death metal. Like we, you know, we're all from death metal. We all love death metal, but I still think of it a lot as like metal because all your metal influences, even if you're making death metal, are gonna come through in some way. Yeah. And it's the most it's historically always been like the most progressive and extreme 
one of the music genres of all time, right? And I, I kind of think that that desire to kind of push the edge and experiment, whether it's, um, you know, with a theme or a theatrical or in the studio or, or, or literally anything, like, like every aspect of it from guitar rigs and recording guitars to all these vocal types that death metals produced along like the last 20, 30 years and literally everything. Like I think that even if you're doing the most simple sounding music, there's a progressive element that is embodied in the, the spirit of it. And I think anyone who, who tries to contribute to that um, body is going to have eventually have some type of like progressive idea that they're going to be pushing based on like just the whole bubble of heavy metal as a whole. And I think everyone here is definitely like pushing into that in some way right. or form today, you know, 10 years, even when you're like just first started getting into it. You, let's say you, you, you're in the metal, you started playing guitar, and you sucked. Like pretty quickly, you're going to start doing something that's like, makes you want to be involved with some type of con contributing factor whether right. it's a project you're in a band you're in or, or whatever it is so i think that's inevitable with metal and i i i'm personally pretty excited about the next this decade the 2020s because i, I feel like a lot of these concepts were bubbling last decade and, I, you know, I, everyone here has incorporated samples in some shape or form into into the metal to, to in, induce atmosphere and emotion and, and, and paint the picture better of what you're trying to contribute. And I think the the means and the, 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 the tech is also a lot more settled in a way where metal can now kind of like light it up again. Right. And, uh, so I'm I'm excited for this this decade and this you just this made me more excited, right dude. Right here is like proof in that pudding. Makes sense. Yeah. Proof in that banana pudding, dude. Nice. It's like where do you go? Yeah. It's like you gotta go. You gotta yeah. you gotta find other avenues. You can't, you know. And then the another the other the next avenue will be found and played to death. And then you gotta find the next one. It's like it's it's a full circle but of even, life. Even like these bands that are coming around that almost have like a revital essence to them like a lot of these like i guess you call it like new school old school death metal you know like uh undeath and creepy yeah, yeah. And these like, bands and then you have mm -hmm. these bands that are kind of doing it too but like what remind me of like early deathcore like snuffed on site and body box like you know there's something interesting about what's going on there in terms of like mm -hmm. the fusions of sounds that have already been fused before but it's like a refusion of like the the cores like you know, combining hardcore and death metal again, and it's sounding fresh all over again. It's, it's like a Michelin star yeah. chef revamping a classic meal. You know, yeah. Cameron, saying of Suabog too. That that band, yeah, yeah. Awesome. That record's so damn good. No, me and, and, and uh, me and Chris Beatty went to that the show together, and we were like, we walked out of it just like shaking her head, like that was so ignorant and sick. Like I, I just we, we both said the same thing. It was like that was the dumbest thing and the sickest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it was like it had that so caveman good. dumbness to it, but it had like it, they did it right and they it's, kind of brought it back. So intentional, everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, and I was like, this band's gonna blow up. When I when we saw them, I was like, this band's gonna get huge because they have yeah. that. Just it's intentional, but it's also like brings you back. It's correct. They're doing it correctly. It's like 
if someone's trying to like throw to a throwback like ah if you don't like buy into it it's not gonna matter but like i was like oh i had this like ultra that is like the chills of being a kid again like watching a band it like is being heavy pretentious you know? though because then you're talking about music being pinpointed to our specific generation and trying to uh bring up nostalgia again and kind of riding those coattails but there's also the new, there's, there's the want, new bands though, though the new well, there's there's a new oh i want i want it too there's <laughs> new fans that have never heard it though there's a new fans that have never heard it it's not nostalgia for everyone it's like it's bringing that what we got to see kind of to the forefront as a new thing for them for us it's nostalgia and we were, we were describing it like that but like for them they're totally. like well what the fuck is this you know it's, it's like, actually a great it's a great business ploy if you look at it as business because then they're because they got no banner and they're like what's, what's our business plan <laughs> what's your business they restarted it again generation is going to feel that same feeling yeah it's refiltering like what, 20 yeah, years from now they're gonna be like oh dude you filter down into the best riffs dude. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like they didn't need that riff in that song yeah like let's do a, a band where they just don't do all those riffs they didn't need remove in the, the song. bad riffs yeah, like just, <laughs> yeah, it's like some guy it. showing up to a Let's show. Do it's all like, good riffs. He's got sick, <laughs> he's got sticker sicker jinkos on, dude. Those are sicker jinkos. Yeah. Dude, dude, I'm, I'm getting more... jinko, I'm getting jinko uh, advertisements on the fucking socials. Lately. You are. <laughs> what are you yeah. looking at? I, I, no, right. yeah, I looked at the wrong side. My, my cell phone has heard me say oh jinkos. I'm getting. Jink and Jinkos are back, baby. Oh, yeah. I might buy a pair. Are they really back? Stop. No, no, stop. <laughs> With sandals, <laughs> dude. Come on, dude. No, 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 no. You can't even see the sandals though. What's oh, the point? That's terrible. God. Look at <laughs> here. I'll do it for the Wait. fourth anniversary. Risha's Where's Risha? Like, no. He gives it away. No. Dude, uh, God, no. Risha's definitely a no, dude. Yeah. Risha's yeah. looking like a. He's, He's fly as fuck when he comes out, dude. Risha's got style. Risha was looking. This was Jinko's he was handsome as here. shit when I saw him the last time, dude. He's always handsome. That would be a cool, like a like a party, just like a nineties Jinko's Jinko well, party. Jinko yeah. party. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Have, you, be have, you, have you been to an Oliver Tree concert? No. <laughs> I have. I, I saw him in, in Santa Cruz, well, and there was a dude who had like. Some serious jinkos. Was he roll yeah. rollerblading? And he yeah. wasn't rollerblading. He was it's just one like, of the most embarrassing. He brought his whole family life, there. Dude. He had the full jinkos. I was like, you know how, I mean, how hard it was to pull your wallet out to buy a fucking <laughs> twenty ounce of. You don't, this you don't put a wallet in there. You put a Nintendo. Nintendo console. The Super Nintendo. Like, let me get a shovel yeah, that, out to that, get my that wallet. That video is hilarious. Dude. He's got two <laughs> yeah. Super Nintendos in his yeah. back pocket or whatever. Are these the baggy denim jeans from the nineties that are like? Oh yeah, yeah. Covers your shoes. Let out. Where it was, it was like, oh, they're a twenty-three inch wide base. Nah, dude, I gotta get twenty-six. It's like rims. It's like rims for new metal kids. It's like, dude, you got, you got a 22. And you would most likely buy them from Mr. Rags, you know, in the mall. Can we all focus in on how awake Nate is right now? Oh, dude, <laughs> no, no, Nate is here. He's here to <laughs> stay. I can tell. I thought yeah, you were is there anybody? Where's the, where's the professor at? 
is the professor here? We have like a bunch of people for like it was like a bunch of waves, and now the ocean's calm for a little bit. But we got more people coming on like in like ten minutes or less. He sacrificed Uh, himself because there was like ten people on. Oh, I think oh, pop off. We have pay my respects. Before you take uh, oh, oh, that's oh my right god, now. dude. <laughs> I, I just know by the name Paul. Look at this. He's, he's here, dude. <laughs> god yeah. damn. There he is. Fucking How you Paul, doing, buddy? Paul is here with us, guys. Dude, Paul, what up, brother? What's up? Is it dark, bro? Is it too dark in here? Oh, it's uh, kind of creepy. Just, I kind of like it. Let right really tell... me get Gilbert in here, but uh, I'll tell him you're kind of cool and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing, Paul? I like a banana head. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, How you doing, sir? I uh, I, w- I was just talking about that earlier. Like my number one most like freak out uh, podcast was having it was like Paul's gonna come on, and I remember like we were waiting. Because you had you were doing something like you had something that was kind of running you late, and I'm like, he's not coming on. It's not a thing that's happening. And then you showed up, and then you've it's like literally been one of the coolest uh, friendships and stuff we've made from this podcast. And uh, I love you, man. Oh, yeah. just... <laughs> Let's give it up for There's what Casey for three years. Right there. Hello. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Casey, are you at your studio? I'm at uh, my new place. Yeah, I just oh, moved nice. this last weekend, so yeah. I'm at my cool. buddy's place, so yeah, it's cool. It's in San Marcos, so it's nice. Chill. Not too far, yeah. Yeah, that's like right by yeah. Esco, right? Like just yeah, yeah. Cool. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yeah, we got the whole gang here. We had oh, Max on earlier, and uh, what's up, Mike? What's up, dude? What's going, Max, Nate, Jared, Risha? What's up, guys? What's up? So, Paul, what do you what are you up to? What do you what, what's going on in the life of Paul Masvidal right now? Well, first off, happy three year anniversary. That's pretty Thank amazing, you. guys. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Thank very you. cool, man. Yeah, very cool, right? And it, <laughs> it was like a blink of an eye, and you were here on. Oh, you're in Gilbert. Did he just do a call an audience? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That's so cool. Can you guys hear that applause? So again, let's yeah. let's do a, a round the horn thing so Paul knows who everybody is. We got Risha to your right, Paul. That's a old old friend of ours that was in decrepit birth with Casey when he started. Yeah, in the and 2000s, then to the right of him is our another old friend of ours. Uh, I met that dude when he was about 16 years old in a parking lot at a metal festival. Cool. And then you guys would get along great. The man with the bananas. The man with the bananas is Cameron Argon from Disfiguring the Goddess. He's also named Big Chocolate in the EDM world. I really think that you should check that dude's music out, Paul. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah, talk you like it. it. We'll talk about it definitely after this. Yeah. And then you were on actually with Max and Nate, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it both That's of you guys on? Dude, so. We got a reunion a year later. Max and Nate from Anomalous. Whoa. That was the yeah. when when uh Mike played Cynic songs, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told Mike to do that. It's like, it's come. We actually already mentioned that too, Paul. I'll let you talk. Everybody's yapping mostly me. I'm sorry. Um, 
<laughs> but we were just talking about how crazy, how fast from two to three, right? And then what has happened since two and three and and something organically happened on the last show. And now uh, a year later, we're, you know, talking about Mike going to Europe with you. And and yeah. it, it's really, really cool that, that that started on that two year anniversary show, dude. That's so cool. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Isn't it? Right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it, it, it blows my mind and it's super cool. It makes me happy as shit every time I think about it. You know? It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you Where at you right now? Everybody... Sorry, go ahead. Everybody... I'm, I'm in LA. Where's everybody else? Okay, at? you're back on the West Coast again. Up north, Olympia, Washington. Yo, Washington, right. Santa Cruz. We're... Jared, you're where? Nevada right now? No, but I am moving to Las Vegas. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I knew that recently through your wife. That's cool, dude. All right, so the round robins are awkward. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here, guys. Thank you so All much. Right. Love you, buddy. Love you, Cameron. Right on, Cam. Later, Cameron. Peace, right on, Peace out. out. Thanks, brother. And Paul here we are. Masvidal. Oh, now we got eight shirt. people. Yeah, that's good. Is that man. vintage or something? That Holdsworth shirt? Oh, I I got this at a at a Holdsworth show actually. Sick. One, one, cool. one of the shows that I met him at and made him feel really awkward is <laughs> I just stare at him like. <laughs> do you I don't know, know if you can make him feel any more. Do you know that you're you? You know that you're you. He didn't like that at all. <laughs> he was like, "Can you buy me an ale?" Like, yeah. Is there, is there, a, is there a big Alan Holdsworth uh, influence with you, Paul? I can tell. I can kind of tell when you're playing, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was definitely he's felt like a fucking alien. You know, I was yeah, I was really <laughs> yeah. into. I mean, like the early stuff, and then like Secrets was the last like. Big Secrets oh, and yeah. uh, Warden Cliff Tower were the last two records I did really deep dives into, you know. But, but oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's a monster, man. Yeah. Was that a DVD, cool. Max, that you just threw up? A DVD? What the hell is a DVD? I ordered it's a VHS. 2001, man. It's a DVD. <laughs> oh, VHS. Oh, wow. Oh, no. not that instructional? Yeah. Yeah, he actually put this on the list of things that he's uh, upset that he did. Yeah. Oh, he didn't have a list right. of accomplishments that he liked. He had a list of uh, every, things which he had never done. It's like, yeah. Every person we love has one of those things that they just can't attach themselves to. Uh, he had so, quite a David few of them. I actually want to know, uh, Paul, you're uh, so I just saw, you know, for the second time I saw Shakti and I was completely, my brain just went out of my body. Have you yeah. dove into that at all? And the, the, the oh, East oh, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was into that in like junior high. You know, like yeah, like deep. Yeah, that's uh, and I was just we were just diving into some of that stuff. The later stuff he did with all those Indian guys, like there's all these live concerts, you know, like Mm -hmm. in Europe and shit, where he's just like doing these improvisational jams. They're all sitting on the floor, and And they're they're so locked, and they're so locked, listening to each other, and it's just like so transcendent and trippy, man. It's like. (laughs) 
Nice. Yeah. Right. yeah dude. Those dudes sent By the way, Mike, did you hear about Demiola had a heart attack on stage? Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, dude. I saw it. I saw, it. I saw, I saw it. it on Facebook, man. It's scary. Yeah. Wins in a Barcelona man. hospital. Like right? Last week or something. Last week? Yeah, I was. I was uh, wondering about his post. Yeah, was because he was in the hospital. I was like, I don't know what Same thing with like Ozzy, dude. Like all these dudes that we've, you know, ever since we really got into this shit, um, we've been following them, and and they're invincible when you look at them throughout your life, you know. And then something like this happens, and you're like, oh wait, yeah, no, it's 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 finite for even that person. That person's I've gone. Never looked at, I've never looked at Ozzy Osbourne and thought this guy's invincible, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking talking about, dude? Don't ever. Like, Every look at him. He's still walking. He's like, oh, I don't know. He's, he's on the floor. floor. I at him like, oh, it's just a matter the of... The Grim Reaper <laughs> is like uh, a guest in his house now waiting, you know? And, and he's, he's like, nah, I want to do another album. It's like a Keith <laughs> Richards kind of like... It's like a Keith Richards thing with Ozzy Osbourne. It's like, really? Oh, he's... Oh, like, you you like Wikipedia? Like, when's the date of death? Oh, he's still alive? Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> They're just propped up by $100. No, it's going to be a big deal. But it's gonna yeah, be a Ozzy, big deal. Ozzy was just another a, example of that, but I think that that's true, dude. Like I, I had one of those moments when I, I saw what Paul is talking about, and I was like, oh, wait, one of the gods is 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 being, you know, threatened with whatever, you know, yeah. and it just it sets everything in place. Like, oh, yeah, even the greatest people stop because their life stops and you just have to love everything that they did while they were alive. And Al Demiola is one of those guys that I'm going to cherish no matter what, you know, and, and I'm glad that whatever hospital he was in, you know, I, I saw pictures with him and the whole team that was involved in, uh, yeah, I said Barcelona. I don't know if it, I, that was true. That was just me through my drunkenness, knowing that he's abroad somewhere, but, um, Either way, um, I'm glad that uh, that team did what they needed to do. And right now, currently, we have I just, still Aldi Mila. <laughs> John McLaughlin just destroyed my life at 81 years old. Like Shakti, bro. Yeah. That is yeah. insane to me. They're celebrating their 50-year anniversary with Shakti only. I mean, he's done Super so many jealous. other great things. But, yeah. like, Jesus. Like, seeing them, how, like, tight they were. I, I brought uh, my roommate over, and he was just like, what he's all into music and stuff he's like i don't even understand the alien shit that's going on here i don't even like get i can't even comprehend what's happening and it's and he's 81 years old just sitting there smiling and just right with him and i'm like whoa that's to me that's the most mind-blowing thing i've ever seen like being at that age i think that's that's a very um uh, we were talking courage earlier that's a courageous step for a guy who's a fusion rock jazz guitar player to incorporate his style with what is it, are they south indian east indian like but like that so paul have you dived into like the to me like one thing that didn't make sense to me was the they were all doing you know the mm-hmm. and like in the in the county they, they, they all were together though they all were like they go like ah. and I, I was like i couldn't catch the beat at all i was like what is it's ha- like I- taking one and two and three and four and no no no, no. but it's, 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 way more insane. it's way more insane now so have you have you dived into that timing at all hell no 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Lester talked about it for yeah. a second on his episode. I mean, I appreciate that stuff, but you know, that's like a lifetime. That shit's so deep. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a language. It's its own. Yeah, it's like, yeah. and there's all, all these it's schools. Culture like, yeah, it's like a real yeah. thing to go study. People will go and like spend decades just studying with a teacher, mastering all these ragas and like certain schools of like. It's like so deep, dude. It's yeah. Trace is in that. Is is it also known as kirtan? Does that have well, any relation? It's like that's is the kind of singing you'll see like at a at the end of a yoga class, you know, or someone. What playing. you guys are talking about is different. Yeah, mm-hmm. kirtan is like more like a sing along where someone will sing a phrase and then the audience you sing it back. It's more kind of like group singing for like yeah. It's more like kind of. Mm. Devotional. Like I gotta check this out. Yeah, dude, Shakti is the shit. Well, but, but yeah, what Joel's talking about more is on the percussion side, right? You're, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like, I don't know if you guys got into like Trilok Gurtu, and there's so many guys from that scene that were just like these revolutionary percussionists that were doing tabla stuff. That were just, it's like the tabla alone, man. It's like it's so deep, like the yeah. what you can do with your hands and where you place like sounds it's like its own universe it's like endless get harmonics from it you can get like they they were like joking around and doing like doing like popular songs yeah yeah yeah. they were like going like doing uh i forget what songs they were like very pop songs to like make the crowd go like oh because it like two drums just like holding it down getting different notes from it and i'm like what What trips me out about it too is that you know that was an invented instrument right so at the beginning of its invention and being brought to reality those things weren't necessarily in place yet so it had to be experimented with after it was invented and experimentation finds those in between the lines which i love that symmetry is now becoming like the subject of uh, conversation tonight and getting in between the symmetry and in, in between the lines and really figuring out how to expand something completely. Now I'm just really high, guys. Sorry. Where are you going with this? Where, yeah, where's yeah, going? Where, where's uh, yeah. I, I, no, I think I, I actually just summed up what I was trying to say right there. You guys get it, right? Yeah, okay. I love how quickly a death metal conversation can become an art conversation. The symmetry is deep, I have to say. We're one step away from talking art, really, in that. Earlier, you guys talking about fractals and music Mm -hmm. being so symmetrical, and why do we sometimes like things that are more organic and not symmetrical? And, uh, when you talk about like fractal geometry and whatnot, they appear to be symmetrical, but it's actually these reiterations of the same image, but slightly different for infinity. So there's like something familiar that you see as you're traveling through these fractals, but it's actually slightly different every time, which is, you know, a tree looks like a tree, but every single one is different. Every branch is different. I think it's why we kind of dig songs that, right. They seem to have a beginning, middle and end, but there's these organic, islands i know you all have a song where you're like i love that one part so much like yeah so you much. like the band yeah you like the song but there's like this one riff that really 
does it and it's locked probably, in, yeah. probably not symmetrical it's just like a moment so mm-hmm. is there a band called mandelbrot that'd be a kind of cool name actually there should be <laughs> well now Mandel- there is <laughs> somebody, somebody just started a band after this. I'm, going to, I'm grabbing the domain right now. Here I go. And that sounds cooler than Julia's set, but yeah. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense, dude. And I think that um yeah, uh infinity is within everything. The number one, you can slice it an infinite amount of times. So you'll find an infinite amount, infinite amount of things in one thing. You know what I'm saying? And Symmetry, I think that. <laughs> well, I think that a lot of us try to play with that. You know? Uh, yes, oh, right yeah, there. Yeah. Perfect example. Murray's favorite album. Yes. <laughs> I think. But does he not like that one either? I mean, I'm. I'm I, I, I would so. say that yes, about I got the OG you know I mean? too, bro. Max, Max knows what's up, dude. He's got the yeah. OG. Really. I bought that at Amoeba in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this one at Amoeba. Nate, you and I have the same exact experience. Flipping yeah, it's through CDs at Amoeba from and you find something like that. The whole trip is is so done. It's it's you you found it. It's the gem. Another one was was uh, Lethargy's. Uh, it's too small to write with, or it's it's hard to write with small hands. <laughs> That's the name of the album. Found it in a five dollar bin, dude. And I, the the people in that store must have thought I won the lottery. <laughs> I was screaming. <laughs> I was with yeah, my I wife at just one person to experience the the joy that I felt finding that in a five dollar bin. And it's it is one of those classic, you know, another man's trash is another man's treasure because that dude just sold that thing for fucking two bucks, and then Amoeba upsold it to five bucks, and I just got a lifetime of treasure right there, you know. Last time I was at the warehouse, you want to talk about not symmetrical, dude? Damn, that's a live one, right? That is that one they got back together. 1974. Yeah, so that was a colleges. or his version of mothers. Yeah, uh, freaking yeah. talk about. I didn't Pick- like what he did with Hickey Twilight and Echidna's Arf. Uh, when they freshly Pima broke Tango. up, when they freshly broke up, and then he tried to revamp some of their doo wop stuff into an album and used electronic drums at the time. I think I, that's when Chad Wackerman was a drummer. It did uh, a disservice to those songs because although the mix wasn't great on those early Mother's records, um, I enjoyed those songs. And to hear them kind of bastardized later, I kind of was like, "Mm." and and it's so funny. I was born in 84. Those songs were done in 60 something, (laughs) you know, and I'm just like, "Ah, no, I don't like what you did 25 years ago. That's fair. I have a, I have a another question, Paul. Sorry, you're one of my favorite musicians, so you're gonna get a yeah. Get me off Zappa. Um, I know, but the the dealing with Jim Carrey. How did how did you the whole? Because I remember I was watching some random video, and all of a sudden, it's like I work with this guy, Paul Masvidal. I was like, what the fuck? I, I remember seeing that video, not walking into it like completely blind, and then it's like oh, I worked with Paul Masvidal. I was like, I I, I know. 
I know him. You know, I was like, that's like my whole childhood, like playing cynic stuff. And so you got to, how did you get connected with uh, Jim Carrey and stuff? And, and what was that experience like? Cause that like blew my mind, that video. A buddy of mine is still like one of his best friends. And uh, mm. he, I met him through, uh, I had a song on a film that he, uh, you know, was a producer on or something. And, um, and then we became friends and he, uh, he just hooked me up with Jim, like, cause Jim was working on a children's book and it was like him and his daughter kind of having a moment to kind of them connect again. So I was kind of in the middle of this kind of as the producer for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was awesome. Yeah. Jim is fucking rad. He's such a, he's like the real deal. You know, he's one of those guys that like walks the talk. And yeah, it seems pretty organic. Yeah, he's just like so chill and just a real fucking artist. You know, he's like a completely like amorphous creature that'll just absorb your energy. And he gets he, he's one of those people that can just be around you for a few minutes and he'll just be able to mirror you. Like he'll just he can absorb you and kind of like spit you back. It's so trippy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like super highly like empathic, gifted, like with not only body that. but like ears. Like he'll hear you, and like it's crazy, dude. He's a really and he's really kind of a beautiful person. He's just got a huge heart, and he's um, it's incredible. You know, it's incredible. He's been through a lot. That dude's like when I was thinking oh, yeah. about what he was going through when we were working on that book and all the shit that was happening in his personal life. And how he was just so like able to just stay in the zone and not let that eat up what was going on with us. Like he didn't bring any of that into what we were doing, which I thought was such a fucking Jedi skill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was just Definitely. very kind of clean and would just show up and just be like in it. And I was like, wow. And and he was the last person in bed every night. Like he just would drive this thing to the ground you know he was just working endlessly you know like till yeah you just had this incredible work ethic and drive it was just super super focused and um yeah he's a he's a badass man jim's a real inspiration like i was i felt like i was so charged after i was with him every day for like a month and just hanging at his house and in a studio. And it was like, I felt so much energy. I was like, oh my God, I just want to like make things. And you know what I mean? He really like has this mojo. It's like super inspiring. So yeah. He's, he's oh, what year, what year was this? Just curious. Um, 2000, what year is it now? 23? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I looked at the calendar when you said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of like Jim Carrey's like uh, arc. Where, like, what where, where is that? Where yeah, yeah. Well, he seems yeah. like kind of the guy, like what Paul was saying. He's what was it? Sorry. No, no. I'm just trying to see what year it um, this because I want to see when the book came out. But I, I do feel that from Jim Carrey's energy is kind of like 100%. he's the, the very. And but he feels like to me like a, a a beautiful artist that got too popular for his own good, kind of totally. like yeah. he he got way too popular. Yeah. But he's like not meant to do that kind of thing. And when it's when like it hit him, he was like, "Fuck this!" He like, definitely you know, like, like rebelled against it. 
So, yeah, yeah. I personally yeah. love his red carpet moments of like, you know, this is all bullshit, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, people, wake up. Totally. Yeah. And then yeah. you have the back, you know, the because he's the he's got enough of his own personal power to be like, I don't care. And his connection. In Living Color is arguably the best sketch comedy show that's ever been created to me. Personally. Well, he is a huge chunk. Oh, of wow. So it's been 10 years. Okay. 10 years. Okay. So, 13. okay. So, 2013 was when you were working with him? Yeah. Do you years. keep in contact that's, with him at all? That's you, still pretty I mean, recent. Like, yeah, that's pretty recent. I mean, yeah, they just did like a 10 year anniversary edition of the book. Of this. It's called How Rolling Rolls. It was a children's book. And it came out. It was like this. Right. It was a trip, man. Like he's he's just so awesome. Yeah, I'm in touch with them still. And my friend John, who I talk to like once a week, he's actually like helping us exec produce the Cynic Focus movie that we're working on. He's like, you know, he's in my world, and I always get like the latest on everything that Jim's doing because him and Jim are like brothers, you know. So. But um, but yeah, you know, he's he's around, you know, he's one of these people that like he lays low. He kind of dipped out of the whole Hollywood thing. I think he just does what he wants to do. You know, he he made so much money, man. He was getting 20 million yeah. a film at, at like his peak. Yeah. And, um, That's so, sick. so let's stop talking about this, man. And let's start talking about you for a second, which, by the way, John from Ophidian, I just stepped in. What up, y'all hey, boys? This is the full cast for the moment. So we we're at, we're at ten capacity, and we uh, are uh, we don't we're not really expecting anyone else except for wild cards. So we'll see. But yeah, we can uh, chill on this. We yeah, got, yeah, for uh, sure, dude. Um, hey, and I and so, Paul, let's talk oh. about real quick before you 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 can duck out. Um, the last run that you did with Atheist and what's going on with the uh documentary and all that stuff let's get into that for a second dude where how's yeah. all that how, one how was being on the road and two what's up with the documentary because hopefully maybe i'll be in it <laughs> Me yeah, being yeah. All, I'm, I'm totally being fucking oh dude what's up it's all <laughs> No, um, i'm actually waiting on some cuts from like some little pieces that jeremy's working on right now like we're supposed to see something tomorrow jeremy's a cool fucking guy dude that guy's yeah, rad cool. so yeah. how, tell me about how you know him what where, what's his he was actually passion? living in he was living in like i think fucking what's that area called um like by weed um up in norcal um yeah. or something. humble county like Kotati, I think, or something, or he was up there somewhere picking. Astapool, Kotati, Santa Rosa. Yeah, and um, and I was playing Eon Spoke shows up in NorCal, and he came to some gigs, and and then we became friends, and then it turned out he had this whole like death metal past and new cynic and stuff. So we've been in touch for a long time. He's an old friend, and he's he grew up, I think, between L.A. and Ventura County. He's like kind of definitely from these parts so what was he filming stuff and then you guys just were in touch and you're like hey dude why don't you come um yo yeah it was like one of those things where i was like it was a moment to like you know have somebody document the tour and and get some interviews on the road you know what i mean like we were hitting so many cities it was just like 
are you available to come out and do this? You know, and we did it in lieu of like a roadie. So it's like, instead of having somebody that would kind of be a stage person and help with stuff, it was like, we decided to just have Jeremy because there was limited bunks, you know, it was like, we were sharing. Right. I slept in the back lounge and, uh, but yeah, Jeremy's, um, he's cool. And he's done, he did like, I don't know if you ever saw the trailer for Traced in Air, when, right when that album was coming out, we did this like, yeah promo thing that was really cool. Jeremy did that. So he's done a lot of different things over the years. You know, he's been kind of around us for a long time. He's he's like an old homie, you know. That's cool, dude. Yeah, no, he was totally um super sick to hang out with before and after yeah. we did all the shooting and all that stuff. Um yeah so I, he's I totally was like, oh yeah of course he, he it makes sense that he's friends with these guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah Very Jeremy's cool. Um so yeah, we're just that and and uh, and then what else? I mean, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm in the moment, you know, just trying to stay present right here. <laughs> you totally. know? I mean, you guys got Europe coming. Uh, yeah, we got, we were doing Japan. And it's a lot quicker than you think it's going to be. Yeah, Japan was yeah. Japan. Nice. Yeah, we're doing like two, uh, two shows actually in Tokyo. And we, last time we played there was the last shows we played, me and Malone and Reiner together so it'll be interesting yeah. to go back which was in 2015 wow. yeah um yeah so those shows will be i mean japan's insane uh, if you guys oh they're gonna it, love you they're gonna love it every, yeah. yeah you were Since just there right you know? yeah man this is this is the god's metal bar shirt. that's from the oh, bar yeah. that you guys you went to and yeah in tokyo and shinjuku yeah so, so what's that bar all yeah. about that's a full on metal bar. They have like all the all the like placards up, but like all the bands come in and sign. Like I think Testament was just there. And like they got like suffocation, suicide silence, like Dan Kenny and I were talking about it. Um shout out Dan Kenny. Like I don't know. Yeah. If you you got you guys been to that bar, Paul? No, no. I never went. So there's like yeah, like like Godzilla Road, like in the Shinjuku area. Oh yeah. It's like near that. It's cool. uh yeah, Godzilla cool Road. That sounds amazing. What happens yeah. on Godzilla Road? <laughs> yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's called. Love that. Uh, yeah, there's like the the big like head. Like I mean, top. I've loved it. How sick would that be for give your address out? Like I live at one six nine Godzilla Road. Yeah, it's no big deal. <laughs> That'd be insane. Yeah. yeah, Japan's great though. Yeah, it's cool. It's All right, and Derek, what up, dude? What's up? Yeah, let's in the mix, dude. Yeah, for sure. Sir, hi, um, John. Got, is it, this is so many uh, people as always on these <laughs> anniversary yeah. episodes. Dude, glad to have you, dude. Party time. This is like kind yeah. of the like the like the like the late crew, I guess you call it. Uh, we got <laughs> yeah, John from two hour mark. John from Ophidian Eye from Iceland. Have you heard that band, you guys? Ophidian Eye. I, uh, I actually gave. Yeah. Uh, I, I sent that to Paul. Actually, yeah, John. it's killer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that shit is insane. Yeah, it's, it's insane. insane. John's the vocalist on right? that. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go then. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. Right, it's Icelandic I love it, too. It's, it's insane. And then Derek anomalous burst on the scene once again. Yeah, and then Derek with Metal Dad merch. Like to yes, all that. Yes, sir. Derek so, McGovern yeah. in the house. So well, like, thank you. 
All right, dude, Max, I love you, brother. Oh, are you taking off? Oh, no, no, I was, well, I'll, I'll take off, but I was just saying Ophidian. Oh, no, I'm not kicking you off. I thought you said you were. It, it was in response to Ophidian because, uh, oh, holy shit. No, Max, you're, you can be here until this thing ends, dude. I'm not kicking I'm, you I'm off super, at all. I thought uh, you were saying goodbye. I'm super honored to be here and stoked to be with yes, legends. Dude. All right. Then hang out for the ride, brother. <laughs> I'm down. All right, but yeah, dude, John uh, is the vocalist. I, uh, somebody said that, but John's a vocalist of Ophidian and I, and Derek is part of a, one of the few Facebook groups that I'm proud to be a part of. You start? Did you start that shit? Yeah, we started it uh, when my son was born about two years ago, um, just because there is basically no support for dads. You yeah. know, any anytime you have a kid, everybody asks you, you know, how's mom doing? How's the kid? And there's nothing for dad. So uh, with all this spare time on my hands, I decided to start something and do some good, you know, the metal dad collective, dude. So it's like, like proud, proud, I think I follow that on Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Thanks, dude. <laughs> we we have that's going to stick together. Yeah. So it's metal yeah, for sure. Is, like is like metal all the bald guys on the bottom row right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the metal dad uh, merch thing. Uh, who comes up with the parodies, dude? Because uh, that's 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 OGs. all in here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have so many. It just pushed all my hair out. So. So there's an odious mortem one. That's obvious boredom. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Lots of kids have obvious boredom. Yeah, for sure. And they get get over their toys two minutes later and you're, they're like, no, entertain me. Exactly. Exactly. That one actually came about because my daughter was said she's bored or like doesn't have anything to do. And she's surrounded by toys, iPad, like everything, you know? Um, so it just came up I'm like, well, you're obviously bored, you know? And then it the band a, came up. So it is a common thing though, that um, you're out of show and you're like, wait, Oh, Oh, you're a dad too. You're, yeah. sacrificing to be at this show right now your <laughs> wife is probably already pissed at you right now yeah while yeah. you're about to rock out to this show you know yeah fuck yeah dude we're on the same look, page dude uh, look I, i've got a super cool wife i'm actually in sacramento right now at that aftershock festival in a in a I'm rental that on for a <laughs> oh, okay gotcha no i'm just <laughs> but yeah no it, it's it i wasn't gonna like, start wife bashing or anything you know <laughs> No, but tell it, us it, about it's it. It's the same kind how, of thing. How are uh, Derek? What's up? I think I think we've connected. Yeah, I, on Instagram, I, I recognize your name immediately. Yeah, for sure. How's the after aftershock thing? What are you excited about? Uh, well, I actually didn't go today. Um, the homies that I came up here with—they're all there right now. They're working their way back. Um, but so far, it looks Where pretty cool. At? It's going to be uh, Sacramento. Yeah. That's where Aftershock is, Sacramento. Yeah, it's going to be a warm one. It's like 90-something out there and cooking. So we'll see. But, uh, where are there's... you normally at, Derek? Where do you, where, where's home base? San Diego. Okay. So you just... Yep. What? Eight hours... Did you drive up? No, we flew up. Oh, okay. You got here quick yeah. then, dude. <laughs> yeah, pretty quick one. <laughs> it's all good. Just the homies, the wife's at home with the kids. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All she, right. yeah, well, yeah. you know, she just she just went to Mexico for a week, so this is this is my week. <laughs> ah, nice, dude. Yeah, trade off. That's what's up. Yep. Cool, dude. Uh, but it seems pretty cool. Like, uh, it's it's held in a park, and there's a bunch of stages, 
and uh, a pretty good mix of bands and stuff. Uh, Tool's playing tomorrow, so looking forward to that one. Hmm. Just oh, today. What's that? Is today the first day? Yeah, today was day number one. Um, I think Pantera fell off, so there was Stone Double oh, yeah, Pilots filled in. Uh, Incubus, oh, yeah. you know, all that, that type of stuff. Um, uh, Avenge closed out, closed out tonight, so that's that's who they stayed for to to see. I think you yeah. see Corn as well too, right? Yeah, I've heard, never seen them. <laughs> makes, Avenge, always ready? make sure that Corn gets mentioned on the show, no matter what. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I heard Avenge. I had one friend send me like a message. He's like, "I just saw Avenge Sevenfold. They sucked." <laughs> yeah. And he and he's like, "I, I could see that talent going to waste." That was his mm. like. Uh, his well, I'm, I I don't go. I, I guess I might go that hard sometimes when I'm not really paying attention. But in reality, it's like there, somebody in there is making art. They think they are. Well, they are. <laughs> like, they're what? for sure. They, they're the one playing aftershock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. So whatever. That, I always will, will respect that. Like somebody yeah. has a vision in there, and if it doesn't work with me that's fine you know a gig's a gig a gig's a gig yeah well they're, they're <laughs> making something is they're gig making gig money gig? that's for sure actually i don't know do you really make a lot of money playing aftershock no that's but is a gig a gig it is a gig that's the question a gig is always a gig to gig or not to gig to gig or not to gig is the question giggity Dude, three years of this shit, and all he, oh, most of y'all, Derek hasn't been on yet, though, but actually, um, oh, no, we got Derek and Risha. We got two first timers on right yeah. now. That's uh, tonight was literally set up to where I was going to not know 90% of the people that were going to come on yeah. and pop on. And in case you threw them at me kind of fast at certain points. But I think that this is still really cool, dude. I love that that uh, you guys are spending time with us tonight to celebrate, you know, three years of uh, something that has been fun enough for me and my homies, you know, for three years. To, That's a, uh, and guys, like watching, yeah. seeing that flyer that Joseph put together really was yeah. uh, a big. Uh, centering moment of perspective for me that really showed me like, dude, this is not even the complete logo flyer yeah, of no. all the people that have been yeah. on the show. And you look at that, that flyer and you're just like, whoa, mm -hmm. that would be the sickest Kelly Death Fest. There you go. <laughs> Dude, how sick would Cali Death Podcast Fest or Cali Death Fest <laughs> be if happen. we, you know, kept these connections and put something together like that? I think that would be rad as shit, dude. But either way, if that never were to come to fruition, I know what we've done with this show so far. And I'm very proud of my my resident homies to to put 
all this together with me and and be able to sit here right now with all you sick motherfuckers like each and every one of you guys on the screen right now have made an impact on me personally so vice versa yo right so i mean not right i'm just this is me in conversation but i'm just saying this is really cool that i can um sit here with you guys tonight and really just shoot the shit no no um no blueprints whatsoever tonight we're just literally flying by the seat yeah. of our pants and i love that um it's but very I just rebellious know in the podcast world you know yeah it's yeah. like the podcast is recorded and spit out mm-hmm. and it's but like, that that's that's really what this thing has been from the beginning is we're it's true yeah huh? and it, that's the edge i think that's your guys's edge think that it's cool dude that's i and i love that i love like hanging out with every single one it's of not you guys scripted too. it's kind of anything can happen i want to say one thing not. as well like i love shows where you can tell that the guys that are doing the interviewing are huge fans etc <clears throat> but when you guys called me on three years ago i was like casey and anthony and joel yeah uh I've seen them live. What are they doing asking me to be on their show? <laughs> I look up to these <laughs> dudes. So there's like, to me, there's that element. If you guys are like staples to me in death metal, tech death. Well, and, I'm glad uh, that you feel that way. And I just want you to know that. Let's see. I mean, we've said it enough, dude. Like we look at you in the same way, dude. Um, Max, the connections you're, you're, are so rad. Like on that poster of all the names, yeah, I got like little lines connected to each name of each band and someone knows something about one of these other bands or all of the bands. Like I wore this shirt at the Meshuga cynic show yeah. <laughs> and went to an odious mortem show. And I think you signed the CD and I was like, dude, you guys got Ron Jarzen back on this shit. Like, <laughs> I saw decrepit birth at the pound. That's right. as shit, dude. And, and, and what's cool about this is that we, this show has made it to where you and I can be much more closer in connection you know after that just same with everybody else that that is on that list i've i've made friends with everybody you know we may not all you know stay in touch but i know that i look at every single person that has been on the show as you know a a a heavy acquaintance at least somebody that i would want to continue talking to but we we do this thing for so long and it's still I, I don't have enough time to talk to everybody as much as I want to. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. I, we put out this one chunk of time in the week to talk, and we we go as long as we do because we don't want it to stop. That's literally what it is. I know. So we want to take in five hours, hours like yeah. two minutes. If we could, you know, if we could, we would, and that's why we have to cap it at three. Cause everybody's working that day or whatever, you know, or we're talking to somebody in Iceland and we got to fucking work the fucking timing out with all your fucking band members, John, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I was curious, uh, what anniversary for Twitch is coming up? Cause I forget that you guys had me on before. I think any of us were doing Twitch. Yeah. Um, 
You started your shit literally right after, right? Yeah. That's no, not... you started it during it. It was like right when you started doing Twitch. Mess. Okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was like one of your first things to come on and plug your, you your channel again, or whatever. And uh, I, I got to tell you guys, like, you're one of the biggest reasons that I'm playing music still. I would just be some dude just chilling. Nothing wrong with a dude just chilling, but the fact that I'm playing the best guitar I've ever played. I I watched one of your first streams, dude. You were in the garage still. Kids were <laughs> yeah, the yeah. kids were riding around in the neighborhood. They were coming in the driveway on their bikes and shit. And you're Yo. shredding over Holdsworth, you know, just freestyle jamming. And and then you'd have to interact with your kids because you were sharing your space with them as they were just you know doing their thing. But I loved it. I couldn't stop watching. Because yeah, what you were doing was crazy. <laughs> well, props to y'all. You're you're part of a reason. There's a new anomalous coming. So, thank mm. you guys. Well, I'm I'm I I'm really happy to hear you say that, Max. Because it's it's literally something that you know I never stopped wanting. So I'm glad that me neither. Could be just a little bit of a nudge, you know. And also, it's not just us, dude. It's it's the community that you've built in your on your Twitch channel that has really inspired you as well. That keep coming back and watching you, and you keep seeing those numbers growing. You know what I'm saying? Like that happened after that as well, too. So it wasn't just us. Yeah, we may have been like the fucking little little nudge that you got, but once you took off everybody realized what the fuck was going on you know well cali so, death, and cali death is a it's a way of life yes sir it is a way of life and that's why we're fucking two decades past it and still talking about it and still trying Yo, to contribute i want to double down on this because i'm about to peace out i gotta get out Thank all right so double I, down brother i'm moving soon out of california so yeah i just want to say you know three it's the anniversary is three years, right? Like that's not 300 yep. episodes. Three no, years. 150, half of that. Just one per week aside from two weeks out of the year. It's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Consistency. Yeah. It is. And giving all of these bands who would never, ever have the chance to tell their story and kind of get into it, a platform and making it accessible on the internet. So maybe somebody, maybe you record an episode a year from now, somebody can still find it, right? Like they can still dig right. into the into the crates and get to that mm -hmm. info. And you guys are doing that on a massive scale. You've seen the flyer, you know, giving bands. I hope that pilot episode isn't the first episode they see. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like you, like the podcasting world, you just do it. You get better over time. Totally. So and now we're three year anniversary. I gotta, and we hold it together with fucking ten guys on this screen. No, I know. And yeah, like no, very, very not normal to have <laughs> ten people <laughs> on a podcast at once. Yeah, we thought it was a good idea. Like, oh, dude, let's surprise Anthony the whole time. No, but it worked out perfect. But it is. It, it worked is out sick. perfectly. I don't give a You're shit. Bringing this everybody together. 
I love it. I appreciate you. Appreciate I appreciate you, you too, dude. I love you so much. You're my little brother, dude. You're my, You're my big brother. We, we, yes, we've we've experienced a lot together, and I'm glad that you were here. And um, I want to come out to your new spot. You know, Vegas, baby, vacation. come out. Yeah, dude. Not on the strip, guys. There's a whole, there's a whole other <laughs> like world. <laughs> more juice for your squeeze. Let's say that. Oh, dude, squeeze my juice all night, dude. While I'm in there. Whoa. All right. <laughs> and with that, and on with that block show, I'm out and cut. <laughs> all right, love you guys. Love you, brother. Rock Good on, luck dude. With it. Let's do 400 or 40. Well, we got it. We're I think we're ready if we keep that consistency, dude. You have to start dude, interfering. All right, we're, we're still here. We got the, fucking, the two hour and 26 minute crew right now. Oh, yeah. You guys ready for this? You guys ready to do another hour? Solid eight, dude. This is last call at the bar over here. <laughs> got, oh, where's my car? There we go. Trying to keep up. I'm on vacation, so. Dude, Derek yeah. is ready to hang, dude. <laughs> gotcha. It's been a long day. <laughs> Yeah, that's all good. Where'd Silverback go? Let loose here, dude. I know. Where'd they go? We're good to get these guys back on. Where's the professor and Joel? Uh, they they keep well, if they add themselves back in, we got another 10. So they're probably looking at it at a uh producer's perspective. But get them back in here, dude. What the fuck are they doing? Trying to get there. Yeah, are they they're at the same house? What are they doing? They're probably eating fucking. Oh, they're downstairs. Are they Dino jamming? nuggets together, dude? Dipping them in <laughs> barbecue sauce, dude. Hey, Dino see, are, you going to the, um, are you going to see uh, Gorguts? And... Yes. I'm, I can't miss that, dude. I can't miss Cannibal and Gorguts go. on the same Yeah, they're, they're playing in SF, right? Oh, yes, see? they are. That's what I love about Max. Max has got the fucking good shit, just like <laughs> at an arm. <laughs> he grabbed those so like, fast. He, you just he, have... Yeah. He's old school enough to where he thing. still uses CDs, but at the same time, all the good shit. Yes, see, look at it, Stacks. right there. <laughs> Are you going to the SD show, Casey? Oh, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. I'm still moving some stuff, so um, yeah. kind of got a lot going on right now. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, Gorgut's live. Yeah, I want you to. Just, Paul, you were just hanging out with them in New York, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I want to go because I haven't seen them live in forever, like since they played so PTA. So, yeah, so yep, yeah. yep, that's when I saw them last. Actually, yeah, last time I saw them was Regency Ballroom. And yep, me too. Yeah, let's go with Suffo. It was so sick. Oh, with Suffo, I think I saw them in the DTA. Oh no, maybe it was with uh, I saw them. It was the DTA, it was DTA, right? It was the DTA tour because the other. No, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. Lounge, and we got to open that show. Uh, and that was like, gotcha. I got to open and talk to Luke. Todd, you opened like, that shit? Yeah, yeah. Wow, shit. why? I'm a fucking piece of shit for not being there, dude. That's what it's I was going to say. But... Sellout, <laughs> 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 the Gorgas Live is sick as hell, man. They're just oh, yeah. like. Especially with Longstreth live, uh, or uh, not, not the not Longstreth. Everybody, every single person in that band, the dude from Murder, 
Yeah, the drummer from Martyrs playing with him, and he's hella sick. And uh, oh, Colin Marston on bass too. Oh yeah, but Colin yeah. Marston. His music. That dude has such amazing music. Indrikathir. Indrikathir so tight. It's it was like <laughs> so sick. And I remember talking to him about that when he was playing with Behold the Octopus, and he said he was just trying to rip Death off. And I was like, what? Indrikathir? It doesn't sound anything <laughs> like Death at all. But he's like, yeah, I was ripping Death off. It's like, well, I guess that's. Kind of love that, you know. Which, by the way, behold the octopus alone is something you need to sit with that for several hours to really. Oh yeah, um, have you heard that more recent? The interstellar overtone or whatever that. It's so sick. It's like Zappa, Saul Simmons drums. Shit, it's so crazy. I know, dude. He's out there. Who was the drummer on the first Behold the Octopus, Nate? You remember the one we uh, were Zellini. crazy about? Char- Charlie Zellini is a guy Charlie. from a lot of He's science. the one who did uh, the first Blood of Science. Yeah. Yeah. Blood of Science. Yeah. He, he's, he's hella good, too. I saw him at the, the same park. I was, I couldn't believe that. That was the same dude. I saw him at the uh, the elbow room. Yeah. We opened Mar- for him at that show, too. That, that was tight. Dang. Yep. Dang. Colin Marston is the man, though. He, he's, yeah, he is. Yeah. That war guitar shit just blew my mind, dude. Well, he's yeah. the one who made me made the war guitar or brought the war guitar into my reality. I never saw any four string, four string, right? Guitar. Was that? I think it's an eight string. Is it? I think it's eight string. And yeah, I, I you know the one I'm talking about. It's like a four string bass, but it has two little tiny strings next to it, an octave up. Super like wide. A string guitar. And he plays it like this. I think it's yeah. Sick. I'm thinking of a different. Chapman it's like stick, a gigantic yeah. Chapman stick or something. Yeah. He was yeah. playing yeah. Gorguts. He plays a regular bass though. He just plays yeah. like a five string bass in Gorguts. But yeah, I was just talking about him in Behold, which it was it was so surreal of an experience to watch him not only know about Behold and everything that he had did before that, and then watch him play it live and you're you're just like dude this guy understands music even in a different way than everybody up to that point i've watched play because i never saw somebody play an instrument like that in the metal through the metal filter you know right right. i admire him as a producer too he's produced a lot of like really organic sounding material and like he's kind of a metal guy now right yeah he i mean he did all the dysrhythmia albums and he did uh like i said imperial triumphant which is that that is on rocks that stuff if you haven't heard Mm -hmm. that it's crazy music so good so good uh, it's real organic he's, sound yeah though. he's like the it's east like, coast zach oren or but uh, but he i don't know if zach goes that deep into like other styles of music besides metal it, i mean it's definitely a different type of production too it's it's very like like it's i mean I, when i say that it's not about based. type of per- production i was just saying like you know who's the guy that everybody goes to now it, you know on the on the west coast it was everybody goes to zach dude and zach actually you know expanded and went further out too but i i I was just thinking of colin as oh that's that same kind of situation just happening on the east coast 
Dude, Paul got to experience the ultimate studio of all time, man. Mora Sound. The, that's like yes. the, the death metal legendary studio right there. So. That's a good story that he broke into on his first episode, which, you know, going into that experience as Cynic with this whole new, you know, um, vibe that you guys were doing because that was after the flooding and all that stuff right that you guys went into the studio yeah we had done a demo there before though we did the 91 demo at more sound okay but um but yeah that but yeah colin's studio is so rad and you know it's apparently he's the landlord is selling the building or something he's losing that place like in a year which is really unfortunate he's been in that place for like a decade and it's like so flushed out it's like a world it's like a maze there's fucking hallways and rooms and it's incredible space and such a vibe and yeah i was like really feeling that for him because he's i mean he's trusting he's gonna you know make it work and find someplace new but it's like a that place has like a real has history you know that totally really special man it's such a incredible that's where gorgas were rehearsing before the tour and, you know, Colin and Kevin are like brothers. They have incredible chemistry. You know, those guys toured with us with Israelia, toured with Cynic. And yeah. they, those two just have their own magic, too. It's like there's just something really special that they have, a real chemistry, you know, the way that they interact and, and make music together. It's really magical. Totally, yeah. dude. I, I even uh, heard Kevin do a Sabbath assembly, and I saw that live, too. And that, that was really cool, too. They just they have such a diverse palette yeah. of what they listen to it's really inspiring that they can say all that stuff and make colin, so cool. colin and kevin have given me the most bang for my buck when it comes to going to a show i've cited it a few times on the show but i got excited again it was dysrhythmia and behold the octopus at the elbow room and it was a six dollar cover charge and it was dollar yeah. paps night so I, I I got I got to watch both those bands and at the elbow room, which arguably is killer sound upstairs, dude. I mean even downstairs too, but upstairs I've seen a, a stratosphere there and they blew my mind. Like um they really do have a good show up there and it's very intimate which is I, another way i like to watch shows but six dollar cover charge dollar pap i think sixteen dollars i was i was sick dude. i was i was feeling good <laughs> you know 10 paps and uh and two bands that were blowing my mind the whole night i i it was i couldn't ask for any more I, I did buy shirts cheap that date night, right there for sure. That's a cheap yeah. date, cheap as shit, dude. And and for the experience, it was like I said, the most bang for my buck, dude. Yeah. It's always great when you can see great musicians for cheap prices. That that's definitely getting <laughs> lost nowadays for sure. I mean, even that Gorgut show, like I'm paying for it, but it's 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 price like seventy bucks or something, right? Uh, in San Francisco, it's 130 for general oh, admission. Shit. Whoa, wow. per ticket? But per ticket, yeah. That's Jesus. That's almost yeah, but, you know, it, the it's last row. One of those things that I'll always try to support the arts, even if it's somebody right. taking that money somewhere. It's a show coming to San Francisco, so I'll 
I'll take them as long as they're here, you know. Uh, yeah, which so I've great, mentioned I've is not some... the number one spot to hit now. You know, I've yeah. said I it. Mean, I mean, on... I still get to see a lot of people. I'm still one of those San Francisco advocates, man. I know Max is doing a thumbs down, but I'm. I love this. No, scene. it's just sad. <laughs> I miss. I miss Slims, man. I miss Slims. I miss it's the pounds. The pound goes right address. back, but I miss all those smaller uh, places that would accept our our underground tours i miss the pound the most you know yeah but i will say shout out to dna lounge man they still let openers like us play i got to open for gorguts there right they still let openers to this day open for the big death metal acts and they have the upstairs and downstairs so they have two shows going they serve yeah there's a one the one left on 11th and harrison that is gonna give us a little love still <laughs> i mean there's actually been new ones that have opened up uh like i just saw origin at i, I can't even remember what it was called because there's never been a death metal show there it's like a dance club and i saw origin there so there's still it's still you know a huge i heard about neck of the woods there. never been to neck of the woods yeah, yeah neck of the woods american awesome. music hall right great american music yeah hall great american they, yeah great american has never yeah, been as receptive towards like locals they're look, great Americans. Like if you're a touring act, you can play. Yeah, but if you're a local, that's band, a great it's venue. A lounge. Yeah, I saw Cryptopsy and Dillinger at the Great American. Yeah, I saw. I'm, seeing, I'm seeing Igor there. there. Igor there on Tuesday. I'm seeing Igor on Tuesday. Are you are you going to that, Nate? No, probably not. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Isn't that funny? Igor. How he's asking you, and he's not asking me, and I'm in the same fucking area. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're not going though, right? You still have a rehearsal. I would go now. on a Tuesday night for sure. Oh, dude. Let's do okay. it. What was that, Paul? No, I was wondering, Nate, you have a rehearsal place downtown still, or? Yeah, we got a rehearsal spot right next to the Great American, actually, and uh, oh, nice. it's pretty cool. We get to play 24 hours a day down there, and that's it's, killer. It's, it's dirt cheap, so yeah. I, I is it like just just thing, man. It's still tight. Yeah. <laughs> it's still tight. <laughs> That's cool. It's cool. It's fun being in that area too. I call it like the Ontogeny Polk Street years because my entire musical life has been in my basement here. So now I've taken it out, and it's like I'm in the big city now. I'm uh, (laughs) on Polk Street and stuff. It's fun, man. It's it's great playing loud at two a.m. You know, I never got to do that in my residence. Oh, yeah. Full drum set and full screaming at 2 a.m. That feel there's sure. something good about that, you know. You're, yeah, oh, most definitely, dude. Yeah, that's kind of the whole reason why we we do it in the first place because we all experienced that. Like, yeah, yeah well, there's something have different about somebody who's never. Have you ever met anybody who's never jammed live with humans and just made music on their own in their house? Yeah. Uh, and what, how is that person cool? Like, do you want to hang out with them? <laughs> cool. I, I think it's all in what they you probably get don't want to hang out with you. Know. you. You know what I mean? Some people think of music as just like a thing to do. Some people think of it as like they, their thing that they have. But it, you know, it's I, I don't think there's any less value in anything. It's it's somebody passing the time. We're all spiraling towards nothingness, you know. Or <laughs> or yeah. Or oh, most definitely. You but know, I, so. I guess what I'm saying is that what what gives us the extra drive is to feel the human connection that we feel in that jam space, dude. Um, I do. We've all that. taken chances in that jam space that worked and didn't work. 
um, you, that flow state that everybody hits at once. That, that still, is there's, there's still like what Nate's saying is actually, you know, there's people that sit in their room and make music and they are in the same state of happiness that, you know, being in a group of people is, you know, it's, it, it really just is each to his, each to his own, to each yeah. own. Tweet, geez, I'm drunk. I guess I guess um, it, I guess it really does work with how social you are, really. Well, also the technology helps to kind of you know, like I can chat on them and on you know online and I no, can but would you get, come get, up with the same ideas if you didn't have the other like brains to bounce it off of I mean nowadays space? probably <laughs> right. Yeah, I, think so. I don't believe you can like artificially get brains to bounce that, off of or something. I, I'm 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 just still from the old school where I'm like, oh no, like yeah, we can have I can have an idea, but as soon as I bounce well, it off of another person, it might change. What and if there's gonna be like be okay like AI band or whatever, like like uh whatever or, like yeah. VR, or, yeah. 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 you're like put your <laughs> thing on and everyone jams and you're like, yeah, yeah. And you just, <laughs> It just takes your riff and makes it like sticker. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could actually AI and VR. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think you could replicate that feeling actually. If you really put it in like, if you set up, a virtual, practice, like you set up a VR of us in Aptos storage <laughs> unit where I had to roll up the door. You have to grab the door like, fuck. <laughs> With your if you controller, can, if you can recreate <laughs> that same space, go like and fucking, all... need to go like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with no, with no delay whatsoever. It really felt like we were in the same space, and we all jammed. That's the I future. Do that, dude. The future is like is is you being able to jam, you know, across the world with no delay, no, and you're actually be like you can actually jam, like. And hear each other at the same time and like make music. That's like with the, flat me, that's the only time at the yeah. major six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then Joel exactly. would always show up as like a fucking banana or something, you know. And it's like, dude, dude talking about dude? fucking turn off the banana avatar, dude. <laughs> where did the, the professor go? The banana tar. Hey, where the professor the banana go? Tar. I, he thought his conversation got too dumb, so he just took off. <laughs> I think they're pretty dumb. <laughs> no, he was out before. He's, dumb. he's only grading the paper. He's like, mm, what's this? D minus. All right, so back to Jim Carrey. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Guys, I, I, I got to cut out, actually. I got to do uh, some dad. Duty. Rish. I'll love you, dude. Risha. Good to see you, buddy. Good love you, buddy. First appearance from Risha, dude. Yeah. yeah. Love you, Risha. Love Hopefully you, I get back on again sometime. Hell nice. yeah, buddy! That'd be great. awesome. And, uh, Rock yeah. on, brother! And have some drinks in person again soon. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I'll be down in uh, Santa drinks. Cruz in a couple weeks, dude. I'll keep in touch. Definitely hit me up, man. Boom! Awesome. All right, guys. Good Love to see you, you buddy. Awesome, have a great Later. rest of your night. Later, Rish. Dude, Here so there was this uh, Netflix documentary that we saw that was this. Uh, he was a writer and he was a painter basically and he never released any of his material and he didn't have any friends and he was like a hermit in this room and he invented like all these languages that go along with his books and there was thousands of crazy paintings that they discovered when they had this person that died in an apartment and there it kind of raised the question of is art worth anything if it's not experienced by other people and to me, it's like he got just as much value out of that as releasing it. It fulfilled him in some way to where he didn't feel he needed to show it. It was his thing. So that it's kind of something I've always thought about. Of like, uh, is is it worth something if 
for music if no one's here. I think it, it is. Yeah, it well, is. Totally. I mean, how much stuff, how much material do you create that no one ever knows about, you know, yeah. in the process of making things that you release? Yeah. So it all, it's all valuable. It all adds up to something. Um, I like the idea that in the future we will all get to hear that stuff, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah would, true. Well, there's also art that's like too, like, like okay, like Metallica. Okay, just, just like, for example, like later Metallica, you know, it's like they're a band that like is great and they're always going to be great, but like they made like too much music almost, you know. <laughs> yeah, they flooded like, the market. Like, I, like, I can't take any more Metallica. Like, I just can't. Like, you know. But, but would you like I to hear like five albums? Wouldn't you want to hear like demo songs during like Injustice for All that were never released though? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm that guy. I'm I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. I want I'm just saying, the, I've always respected they release new material. Actually, even if I, I haven't yeah. liked any of it, no, totally. they, they still and they don't just play their old stuff. They play new material, even if yeah. it's yeah, yeah. yeah they I've always, Cannibal Corpse is the same, right? They still release Cannibal Corpse <laughs> albums the same. Like, this like band's, Cannibal Corpse. But this yeah, band's they can do that and still put out good stuff. And I even feel like. Like Judas Priest can kind of do that, or even like uh, like Black Sabbath thing, thirteen album, whatever that came out. Like it's pretty good actually. Like for, but I just feel like, but even like Iron Maiden, like one of my favorite bands. Like, dude, I I can't get into any of their new stuff at all. Like it's so like, I don't know. Sometimes it's like putting out too much. I don't know. It's like our where does that like start to change like where it's and then like cryptopsy where it's not even the same band and you're like yeah maybe, like there's... maybe change your name yeah i don't even know i, I mean like, know, dude. A lot. like don't I, stop I, playing, I don't stop playing that. music but i it's can't say anything though. about cryptopsy but i'm just saying like i, I wasn't saying bad i was just saying it's a trip that like people oh, okay yeah keep pushing forward like, and there's like only one yeah. member left and it's the drummer <laughs> Well, yeah, but I think that he's the whole essence of that band. Kind totally, of totally. I, don't, I don't think that. I I just think it's about the music. Like I don't know. Like I don't know. Like it. There's like situations where that's the case, and I love the music. And there's situations that, I don't know. I'm just I'm just being. I don't know. I mean, there's still I always the shoot out as there. Guys. Maura Burns actually <laughs> yeah. really does. Yeah. Um, releases good stuff. Still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As the newest Cryptopsy release really hits um, a lot of those Cryptopsy chords that I've, you know, developed throughout my metal career that I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, they're back. I had such um, a spiritual experience watching them because um, they're one of those bands that I had seen multiple times in the past with multiple vocalists and um yeah i'd seen them the most like matt not only fully is is the front man for that band right now he's got all the energy all the finesse he's got all the range that dude is i i i really had a great time very impressed but i was just going to say that what those dudes are doing with the new material i i think that they're really striking the chord of our what we were talking about earlier with like the nostalgia and getting our generation back into you know Hyper the blast beats 
you know, dude, Flo is the best he's ever been, dude. I am. I said it last week. I'm going to say it this week. I'm probably going to say it I next go week. Back. Flo is murdering his drum set right now. It is. I wouldn't expect obli- any less. Obliterated me, dude. I, I literally was floored watching him in this intimate, you know, 300 pass, 300 capacity venue right there, side stage. Mix was perfect. And I'm just watching everybody. And anytime I zoned in on flow, I'm like, this man, something about him is just so unique and different outside of everything else that is happening in this scene. And it's still showing today you know and he it's made that, that mark he made that mark in the early 90s you know 95 <laughs> did you see him two weeks ago at the dna lounge i saw him at a uh, goldfield trading post in roseville oh okay i went to the dna so, show i mean it was tight uh, you know the following yeah the following yeah. night or whatever i was up in up. yeah yeah, yeah. The, roseville's like 15 minutes from rockland and, but they uh, didn't play any and then you'll beg or whisper supremacy. So, you know, I mean, you, you expect dudes that didn't write those songs to play those songs. Like, yeah, it's one I would. thing if you've got one of the guitar players that wrote that stuff and the other guy's like, oh, fuck. but like neither of them wrote that stuff and they got to play it. That's crazy to me. They started with I some non so vile shit, though. No, yeah, they, they played all of it. So vile. None so vile is freaking one of those albums that goes I mean, on the top 20 you know, of all time. That was the yeah, one that got me there <laughs> it's the one when somebody's getting into death metal you say check this one out no but shout out to mike who was also on the two-year anniversary with you max and nate uh yeah, yeah. that that that's the most standout vocalist in the whole career for me just like um, stylistically because oh yeah i mean lord worm too but i'm saying mike like he his his delivery plus you know <laughs> enunciating versus lord worm was much higher on the spectrum because lord worm you couldn't hear one word yeah he probably didn't even say words <laughs> he is not saying yeah, that was he was doing that on purpose i don't think it's like i've had uh, members of other death metal bands that are like just make noises they're like what do you think about the lyrics i'm like bro like uh, you haven't like i know you're not saying i I followed along with the lyrics and you're just going what i'm like i mean i know i mean that's cool that that i like actually kind of like that there's like there's you know your own poetry under the the noises and stuff that's that's what buying the cds for and reading the cd booklet yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like trying to read along. I'm like, all right, so you lost me. I would get really high and read agoraphobic nosebleed lyrics. Yeah. I have a question for you, Anthony. Like the roots yes, of sir. like of the roots of Cali, like tech death scene. Like the yeah. early is Cryptopsy because they were Canadian, right? Or something like yeah, yeah. Canadian, what yeah. was the, what was because I feel like California was responsible for a whole new wave of tech death that has its own sound. That's, uh, I mean, I, I yeah. So, what I would say is, there we were ready, we were listening to bands like Cryptopsy, and then, um, we were listening to other bands. I mean, you don't really hear Cryptopsy in there, but I'm just saying, like, you we we were open to 
I think the Calidus scene was listening to other things than death metal. That's really what was happening. Well, I I think like from a little older than Anthony, he's kind of young. So, uh, <laughs> one year, no, 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 one so, year he's got on me. No, really. it, 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 yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but the point is that like uh, it was kind of like like if you if you're like I'm into rock bands and this is that like they were like the rush, the Canadian rush of death metal. So it was like you like all these. Oh yeah, like you know I like Deeds of Flesh and blah blah blah, blah and this and that. And then you know New York and then Florida. And all that stuff and whatever but like the canadian like flavor was the like cryptopsy was one of the main ones for us from the beginning mm -hmm. so like in the 90s it was like already like established kind of thing it was, it was kind of like suffocation and then like, oh yeah if you're of cryptopsy they're from canada so it was kind of like to us like one of the bands that was just on the like meat and potatoes dish like just you're okay. gonna have cryptopsy in there and it's just that was kind of like the russian rock you know you're gonna right. know like, you're gonna know about that canadian band that's yeah, how like free flowing like a free flowing there's yeah. no it's just like breathing kind of band coming out of another country and you're like it's you know rushes it, you know and they so, were like the band like that was it okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, or in gory guts of course like also. yeah that's what okay yeah. so actually thinking about it yeah we like weren't them. listening to death metal we we're citing these bands right now but we were listening to death metal amongst a a, a like a vast yeah like range of things like you go to an odious party and wu-tang clan records would be just like <laughs> on repeat you know and or well, the um, Havish New Orchestra or Shakti yeah, yeah. or Cacophony or, yeah, yeah. or Zappa or a lot also, of like, uh, yeah. And also the like the crossover of like prog rock, like Rush stuff into like yeah. metal. Like that was like super, that was huge. or like or Tool yeah. or bands like that and stuff. Yeah. And, or drum and bass, like, like jungle shit, yeah. like dark jungle shit. Like are we never... Yeah. We kind of were ADD with our music. That's I mean, I remember meeting these guys like uh, back in the day. They they introduced me to so many different styles, like styles of prog and stuff like that, that I never from the seventies and stuff and all these things. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Are you know, they had the record throw records on. It was just throw records on. We had them all over our walls, you know, and stuff, and throw like these cr like tangerine dream, like weird shit that I've never really heard. You know, I'm like on a, I'm on a real train. Yeah, I'd never heard shit like this before. And I never I'd never kind of cared about it before until like they were just like explaining it to me. And I was like, oh fuck. Okay. And then it just kind of opened up slowly, like got me into the portal and we went down into weird depths with that. I really do think it is a tension deficit disorder situation where and uh, that was the part of my life. Well, when it became something that I was interested in i would you know full force go at it and and want to you know wring it dry for every drip in the towel you know but i i, I really think that you come across something like cynic or you come across a spastic ink where there's so much Dude. there's so much for that add spiral uh, attention right. where where we we were looking for something that we could pay attention to the longest. Right. I really think that that 
it was something that well, what would keep us in our seat without you know having to you know do anything else but just experience that so you know, i think the awesome. ends it starts off as like kind of like you know there's always the group of friends that like oh what's you know i have this album oh no, what about this album what about this album and it kind of like kind of goes into a different genre of like this is crazier yeah. than that one this one's crazier than that one and yeah back it, before it, youtube and shit yeah and it goes and off to not, like other not... styles of music though no it goes off into like prog it goes off and it's not only death metal that you're trying to be it's also like like i'm was sitting there with shakti my mom my mom got me a couple times she was like what about uh the guitar trio what about uh you know with like john mclaughlin now demiel and Paco. passion she's grace like, and she's fire all, she's all you like you like this shredding stuff here's my stuff from the 70s and i was like yeah. my mom was realized, like what's going yeah. on like shakti it was like the earlier generations are feeding it to us as well yeah and, and I, didn't, I was like walking into it like this whatever mom you know like whatever <laughs> like, and she just threw me stuff that i was like with weed fuck? and alcohol my and psychedelics mixed in that pot <laughs> you end up getting to where we're at right now trying yeah. to say what we mean during this podcast on a three-year anniversary Ooh. while drinking too many beers and smoking way too many and then what about Wait. going to see one of those shows of uh the, your friend brings the, the album over and says you gotta check this out so you go to see that band and then the three bands that open up you're like holy shit yeah yeah so you open up to another world yeah exactly yeah yeah or reading the liner notes of the band. So like, yeah yeah it's like some some little band that opens just kills it and so like, uh, I mean, Paul, how did, how did you do it but paul back in the day like i mean let's say like you're into a, a artist you're like this guy's sick or this, this band's sick um where do you go from there you just you you well i mean i just hear like when i hear you guys i just it sounds like you know what we were like the same mm -hmm. way it was super just it was we weren't it wasn't about genres it was about cool artists and just whatever mm -hmm. sounded cool we were interested mm -hmm. in it it was like i don't i think i had a maybe a short window was only extreme metal like death metal yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. there was a, a lot of the scene was that way you know and you know i have a memory of obviously the cannibal corpse tour probably the best show of the tour was berkeley man you know <laughs> yeah. i was like wow norcal's like advanced like they were so and i heard that a lot of the people there were there for us which said a lot about the audience you know what i mean like it was yeah. such a progressive scene and so i'm always curious because you guys have the florida scene obviously will has made its mark across the world so you're gonna find the florida scene in the cali death scene for sure we're the yeah. we're the generation after you guys so of course it's gonna it's gonna yeah. be in the dna you know um and same with new york dude i mean suffo pyrexia all those bands made a big impact on the cali death scene as well we we uh, just like everybody else does we kind of just at that time i'm not I, when i say we i'm part of that we're we're part of this middle generation in between two generations really like it wasn't fully the next generation when odious was doing things and carnivorous was doing things but we were like this in-between hybrid that kind of like nudged things along as well yeah. but um i think that um there's two things that need to happen 
for something like this, the Cali death scene or the Florida scene or whatever, there, there needs to be uh, a collective of like-minded people that come from different areas and there needs to be a foundation. That's really all it is, dude. And the foundation was you guys. Yeah. And, and um, I think that once that happens, because that nothing we've we've established that nothing is really truly new anymore so what do we do we take different spices and ingredients from stuff that we love and incorporate it and try and make it something new and and that's what was what Callie was doing was literally taking new york and florida and throwing it together in a blender and I heard doing you say thing. that about and then you'll beg like that. That's where the riffs and the ideas came from. Like what the guitar player said, I can remember that riff right there was from a funk song, like inspired by. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. Well, it's I think, not, yeah. not like funk. <laughs> I think man, bu- music gets passed around. Like it's like U S yeah. like even rock, like U S and then like you, you know, England and stuff and that, like all, yeah. all the rock stuff. Like it's like, Oh, you perfected this, send it back. Like we do this and we send it back. Here's, here's our Jimi Hendrix. Here's our, you got queen, you know, this and that. It's like, everything's like kind of different. And like, same thing with metal, like in different areas, like, you know, it's like, like I, I think in, in California, dude, like we're just like, Oh yeah, we're influenced. Like we want to collect all the different influences. Like, you know, just, entertainment so it's like yeah it's a melting pot like like and obviously in the yeah it's kind of funny because like the first metal cd i ever bought was the first nile album i guess uh, amongst the catacombs second cd was death human you know and i was like it's like i was in high school like i just got my license and i'm like you know (laughs) i've told the story before but like put in death human in my car and i was like in the parking lot lose records in sanitas and i was just like I remember it, it was like 1998 or something like that. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was like, I totally. And, and I think it was like, like the progressive stuff. Cause I was into King Crimson and like, you know, like Rush. And I was like trying to like cross over into metal, but I was like all into Prague and like create that kind of stuff already and tool and stuff like that before. So I was just like, dude, that CD, like I remember hearing it the first time. I was just like, what is the fuck is this is so sick. Like, Mm -hmm. the hell you know so i don't know yes and it's all the drugs that we were taking as well mixed in there (laughs) lots of music is a drug well i think one thing that makes us lucky is that we have access back before the internet we had access to like amoeba records and and shows came to california that you know you had a chance to see bands you had a chance to buy things so it's not like you had to wait years to see a band. People would just go to the town to see a metal show and stuff. And yeah, uh, I would see, go to a Origin, show with... Guts and Dying Fetus in one night, at, like on the same stage. Like, and you know, on the subject of Origin, I think another thing of California death metal specifically in the earlier days of it was there was a competitive nature to it. Yeah, yeah. So it was like yeah. we're we're gonna get faster. Like, no, we're gonna a healthy competition. Well you guys started out like it was the it was the Bay Area thrash thing, right? Which was a little bit more mellow and yeah. kind of fun. And then it got more extreme and then the tech death thing happened. It was like post but like I think really so right? let's think about that for a second guys. Like let generations hey, real of real quick Anthony this- I'm yes. gonna. I gotta bounce. My dudes just came back. Sure. So. Love you, brother. 
Same. Love you. Love you. Love see you guys soon. Happy three. Thanks, brother. Yeah, for sure. I'll see you guys soon. Later. Peace out. Um. So yeah, what I'm is about the history of the California? I, not only about that, dude. I I just I'm gonna get more hippy dippy with it. Like, let's go. Um, energies <laughs> that are stuck in certain areas, and those energies can expand to certain places. Because I I'm gonna sound pretentious, but a lot of good shit has come out of the Bay Area. So what is what is it about not just the, the Bay Area, the but way. these other pockets where that happens and and it's through a multi-generational thing? Ooh, Nate's got to answer. I could tell Nate's got to answer. He's tapping his arms. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Like what 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 energies what energies are left and how are they embedded? Uh, uh, so it was kind of what you know paul was saying about going to mora sound there's something in the walls right there's a lingering sense of something and it's you know the the counterculture movement started in the bay area and you still have you know neil young lives out in sebastopol and you have that and there's always that there so there's people chasing that feeling it's what i love about la too a lot of people don't like la i love I la because like it's it's people chasing dreams and and artists and and I love that. There's a spirit there. There's I understand uh, chasing, but I didn't chase anything. It just caught me. So well, what about yeah, that? But that's what I mean. I though. was it, caught it's... in a web that I kind of didn't even realize. That's I was a personal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for what, what he's saying, your... like a... I'm saying that's a possibility too, though. You don't need to be chasing something necessarily to be caught in this energy that is here. You could say that you chased after the next dope album you wanted to find, though. You know. Yeah definitely it's all the same there's there's just something about being in historic places like if i were to play music in abbey road studios i'd be shivering the entire time you know i i would i would feel that history you walk through the door and you would feel it yeah i would feel it and that's just yeah and i i and that's probably all self-imposed or whatever from my own experiences and all that but i i who cares? It's still there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll take it while it's there. And I feel that way about the city and, and the Bay area. The prestige is still there. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just, yeah, no. you know, there's creative people everywhere, obviously, but there's concentrations of it in big cities where there's access to stuff, you know, where, mm-hmm. where, where artists say, wow, I, I, I can go to shows or I can, I have an art space. You're going to have collections of those people. Whereas in the Midwest, you're going to have outcasts of those people that right. yeah. maybe that leads to great stuff too, but they don't have that as much of the community That's aspect. That's That's I mean, also it goes back to what you're saying about the competitive nature of, you know, you have a large amount of artists in one area. It's like they're releasing things, things are coming out and it's like Everyone's they're influencing each other. They're influencing each other. They want to like do something new. And it's like, it's like rather than just being in like, like you said, the Midwest or something where it's like a lot less of that. And all of a sudden you have this huge dense group of artists that are trying to, you know, make their own place, you know, in history. And I think that pushes artists to be more creative and different. I don't know. What it does, is that's and, happening on the internet now, you know, with Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But we have like a memory of, 
like forging that same behavior because we were so passionate back then when it was like Napster just came out. Dude, my mom and I like downloaded everything we could find. <laughs> Napster came out. She actually found Soul Niger for me. She was like, Oh, you love Mashuga? I found the guitar player. Here's the song. And I was like, What the hell is this? Damn. What? Like, the- Whoa, that's a sick story. Your mom gave you the greatest album to- in your. And the first track that she found was Bouncing in a Bottomless Pit, like his best solo that's in the middle of the album because the album is 28 like little tracks. So she just downloaded, you know, Frederick Thornall. She didn't know what she was downloading. Dude, <laughs> she just passed I'm trying to think like, okay, in my, it, that would, I'm putting myself in your perspective. It would be my mom. And I'm not just doing this just because you're on the show, Paul. I've already told you many times, but it would be my mom showing me cynic. That would, that would be that's, the same oh, yeah, that's, situation. Yeah, that's crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> cynic is literally my favorite shit that I still listen. My to mom loves favorite. you, by the way, and she literally messages you about Buddhism and stuff all the time. And I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my so, dad, uh, Casey, I'm curious. Did you finish that record, by the way, Casey? That that album you were? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the yeah, yeah, the Spawn Obsession one, right? Yeah, the, the retro, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, it's almost done. Deal, like, um, shout out to cool moms. Shit. Yeah, cool yeah. moms are fucking sick. Cool dads. Cool dads are cool. recorded. I'm a cool dad. I think. You cut yeah. that shit. You finished it. It's uh, it's being. I mean, I think the vocals are almost done, and it's it's been being mixed and everything. It's all in Sweden. They're working on it. So, have you heard those um, like tracks? Well, yeah. No, oh. I haven't heard it. I mean, I ha- I know the band, but I haven't heard anything. Casey's oh, it's insane. Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm so that's another it. cool thing that happened kind of from the show because oh, oh, totally from yeah, 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 totally yeah. from the show. Yeah, so yeah. Like, so where'd you cut your drums for that? I I I recorded my I practiced at my studio and I and then I was gonna record it there. And then, like, they wanted it done sooner, and like, like the label paid for it's it's season to miss, you know, it's on. So, uh, that I wanted to get it done uh, to meet the deadline that they wanted for for like the mixing and kind of like the like you know layers down the road. And so, anyways, I, I recorded it at Zach Oren Studio of, at Shark Bite up in Oakland. Oh, so cool. yeah. with with Zach Oren at Shark Bite Studio. So. <laughs> Did you like drive up with your kit and shit? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I used my DW acrylic kit and went for it and brought all my stuff. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was like Fourth uh, of July week, so like I, I I drove up there like the fifth, I think, after fourth. And uh, it's insane sounding. I, I uh, mentioned him earlier. He's the guy up here. <laughs> He's pretty much if you got the money, that's, that's the yeah. guy to go to. You know. Yeah, he's the machine. I mean, machine head and all those guys. That's yeah, it was crazy when I was recording that album for all, the, the the All Realm band for for like like the year before, same studio and stuff. And Rob Flynn's just standing there, like coming in, like oh, <laughs> like what are you guys doing? And I'm just like. I like I just started screwing <laughs> up all the takes. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is costing me money, dude. Get out I of here. Like, I was like, get out of here. Yeah, leave. I can't I can't record <laughs> they're watching the monitors like oh. yeah, it was, oh. it was so fun. I, I wouldn't be able to not say let freedom ring with a shotgun blast at some <laughs> throughout that day. Uh, I, I'd say it in a way that I know he wouldn't like it too. He'd be like, Get out of here, he's all whatever, dude. Yeah, yeah. Just, 
check it out, dude. Let's get him ring, right? <laughs> so, Casey, did you like get demos with program stuff that you kind of modified and did your own thing, or was it like you just yeah. did thing from the get go, kind of? Yeah, like I mean, for like depending on the project, it's like you know usually kind of like 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 on the all realm stuff, I like rewrote like a lot of the drums and kind of like mm. created context and different things because it was like open for that, you know. Yeah. On the retromorphosis stuff, uh, Jonas, the guitarist, like like the main writer, is is very like good at writing drum parts and and good at writing like what like what he means on the drums, and I can like pretty much for the most part like get what like what like what what he's going for you know and i'll like kind of do my own like natural thing but like there's like things that he does that was also in like spawn stuff that is kind of cool like um like like just like symbol hits and splash hits with like no like nothing underneath just like this random stuff that like it's kind of cool to like tr like play that as a drummer like i wouldn't necessarily do that on my own yeah just kind of like oh that's an interesting perspective so like i i like to mix guitarist ideas with, like with drum writing against my own so it kind of pulls me out of my own box you know that's but i really like to kind of you. that's very kind of you yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. i I'm, I'm gonna okay casey now get your blush meter ready because i'm gonna say it um this man this man is able to take anything you give him and make it way better than you thought it was going to be. I've heard multiple people hand things to Casey and then Casey does his mad scientist shit and then it comes that was a lot of shit. Who's <laughs> magic? But all I was saying is literally Casey has this insane ability to bring out the um best parts of whatever piece of music well, it's he's, just, it's, he's so yeah, he's a natural musician man yeah he's great at guitar he's great. yeah he's just he understands like, guitar and drums so he's yeah. like it's like your guitar riff and he's like oh how about something from a guitar perspective and a drum perspective and you're like what the fuck is you know well, with like PCA's the, the, compliments it's mortem riffs you know not <laughs> yeah. no no but like uh Casey's literally the reason why the next Odious Mortem is the best fucking album we've ever done. Just so many different ways that a drum riff could take a guitar riff, you know? You yeah, could, a vibe. If you, play, if you play like a rock beat over a certain thing, it's going to sound like Metallica or old Metallica or something. You put like crazy yeah. fast kick and a blast beat or just groove and snare and mad kick. It's a totally different vibe. Same guitar riff. <laughs> well, I'm going to literally give him the best. I'm going to give him his flowers the most right now because he stayed on. He didn't turn off the video. He would turn off the video normally when we start to compliment him. Oh, yeah, he stayed yeah, yeah. Here for the whole time. He endured it. And I love that he's take he's it, moving forward, it. guys. On the three year anniversary, Casey can take a compliment, guys. <laughs> finally, finally, good one. No, no, no. <laughs> insane, dude. No, but I mean, okay. So here's here's the real deal, and I mean, all you got. I mean, every, uh, everyone on this episode knows this, like. When you have like a band, I'm the least talented like, person on the screen right now. Well, yeah, guys, when, so. when you're in like a band that like is going to go on any tour basically or do like any like string of shows and you want to be like like machine tight and you just practice to the point where you're just like, you just, 
eat, sleep and breathe that whole like kind of thing in the music and stuff. And I feel like the boot camp that I went through with like decrepit stuff, like it was just like, and, and doing all the, like, I mean, that's all like, I really like, that was kind of just like, you know, you got to just tour and play and like, be like, and then it puts you in this level. Like, Oh yeah. Like, even if I'm like, like uh lazy or rusty or like whatever right now, like I know I can like, pull it around and get back into shape and make it back to that. Like, right. got to be like super gnarly, you know? And so like, but I don't like think in that realm. Like, uh, that's, that's not like my favorite place to be is just like, I'm killing myself. Like just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Just, like, I don't know. It's not like, it's like not spirit. It's like, I feel like I'm just we- like weaning away from like my spirit, you know? And so oh, like, you're, you're at the gym. It's, it's too, fu- yeah. It's just, it's just like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. Dying, I'm dying. Well, like, I don't, who cares yeah. that with that new odious stuff but, you still have yeah that. yeah but that's like <laughs> but you can do like artistic like things that are just like insane and then put it out and you're like yeah that was crazy but i don't want to like necessarily like do that like live like i don't know and so that's what i've always like really appreciated about like <laughs> the cynic death stuff or like all these different like there's like it, it takes it to a point where it still has that gnarliness, but like it's like you can still feel like the relaxation soul of just digging and like still being like artistic, but fun to play, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like to be like doing like a, and that's what I felt like the all realm stuff too. But just like I don't know. So like, I, I, it's like I'm happy to do the crazy stuff, but like I feel like there that 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 medium like of not having to just always do that is kind of like a really more like digging into like the like the love of playing music or like the soul of it you know it's yeah. almost like, it's like it's almost up an interesting point with cali death as a as uh, it has a track record of we, we've captured a lot of pain you know like there's something totally, to be said yeah, about I mean, that where there's and, like and, and suffering that was that was it was suffering for sure not necessarily <laughs> yeah for me, exactly but i could see it, it doesn't mean it has to keep else on were, happening but speed thing it the was a time and a place happened so, so gnarly and well it goes back to the competition thing we were talking about like being competitive it was like mutilation it was like a fucking thing back in the day and it was like oh i remember i mean i drove casey to his first trial for decrepit i remember like yeah. it was like it was like a like i want to know if i if i can do but, this kind of thing even like you know? paul how how did that feel back in the day like i mean it was like probably probably like that too with like the, the death or death stuff and like trying to be like fast and fast and you know no i mean we were just like being ourselves you know i mean it was like a stride place where we were just doing yeah. what we did it was like you're doing some of your edges but it was more just like where we were you know what i mean right. like you're not okay. in a, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in a zone the whole time it's just like that's your zone yeah. right it's um so i get yeah, what you're I saying really... I think that's like most musical when it just feels organic and you're not trying it's good to kind of get to your edges and feel those places that are a little uncomfortable right just to like push mm-hmm. you but i don't know we we weren't like you know we were just doing it was like it was all about just being in a state of expression you're just free you know you're just trying yeah, to yeah. say what you want to say and exactly process whatever you're working through at that time you know it's like it was yeah. more of like a therapeutic thing, you know. Um, Definitely, that's, that's yeah, some trend setting right there. It really does, like, not for you guys before us, but I say I'm saying for our generation, 
speed was very important, right? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to say what you guys were saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, mean, I found my own voice, but there was definitely that period of time where I was like, I like what these guys are saying. And it was like mm-hmm. painful. And it was finding this new. It's painful. Like, yeah. like the idea of a blast beat in the beginning was like the guitars had to be as crazy as the drums. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of bands that do this thing where like they'll trade where the drums will embellish a guitar riff or the guitar riff will be insane, but the drums just chill. But tech death is like both all the way, all the yeah. time. So and somebody- what we were talking about, dude, on, I don't know with cryptic. I, I was only involved in like one song, but David Siskin, shout out to David, uh, been on the show with us. Old, old guitar player of odious, very, uh, um, big mind that man has. And, um, we were playing with different uh, subject matters that everybody else in the brutal death metal community. What I didn't really see anybody talking about being on earth and experiencing psychedelics and, you know, having your brain dry out in the desert because you're on acid and you got lost, you know, like it, that, that, I didn't come across all that when I was listening to death metal and that's really what really in, in put me deep in our like posse, you know, I was like experiencing people that had, you know, ate mushrooms, did a little bit of acid, smoked a lot of weed and had crazy ideas. And I was like, I have crazy ideas too. Let's like hang out and experience this. And then we'll, we'll like put it out through our music. And that's exactly what happened. Then why are we we weren't trying to do anything else, but that we weren't trying to do anything else but that. I was playing so fast. I remember being Uh, uh, on a different plane of existence and listening to death metal sometimes being like, this is like phasing dimensions, dude. This is, yeah. this is so fast that it's slow now. Like, yeah, and it would yeah. like open up this. Yeah, totally, dude. There are some bands that, when they're playing it's that hard. fast, when you add chord changes and pretty modulations, we're like, oh, whoa, it's it's that actually not, like that. This is not like, abrasive. Yeah, it becomes mm-hmm. kind of chill. It's like a weird, yeah. Ambient, yeah. You know, if you can get past the screaming, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like the more instrumental sections, it gets very shoegazy, you know, with the blast. It's just like the drums are all low in the mix. It's so weird. It's so trippy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Shoegaze blast. Yeah. That's one of the Shoe things gaze. we talked yeah. about cryptopsy. You could hear and flow. And I thought was that he, like he was pushing harder than he could play in those early years. And you, you can, can hear really the hear snare it. fade during the hypers. It's like he dies down. He's like, yeah. I mean, that's a human. Yeah, exactly. Well, now it doesn't fade. That's what. That's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. Is that flow is, he's he's there to play, dude. It's character. (laughs) It's adding a human element. Uh, I think. I wish there was more of that now, and I think it's getting there. Like like I was saying, like with the Colin Marston train of thought of capture Mm -hmm. the moments of a performance and. Yeah, and that stuff. I, you I know think that that blast is that flow blast was just out of anger, right? They were in the studio and it's a flex for sure they had requested low to play flow to play a certain way, and 
it wasn't meeting their expectations. So he, out of anger, was like, you want me to just play like this? And it was the hyper blast. And they were like, actually, yeah, <laughs> that's what we want. You that's, know? Right. And, yeah. that's right. Dude, yeah, even right. Cannibal Corpse beat too, right? Paul is just like, I just play as fast as this I can. This is my pocket, dude. I think, I think <laughs> he's, he's my just pocket. trying to do his like, <laughs> version of like Pete Sandoval's kind of thing. But yeah, that's what he was at, at, trying to emulate, but then yeah. we end up getting the cannibal bomb blast, which is exactly. like so there's the cannibal bomb blast, but then there's the cannibal thrash beat too, where he's yeah. doing he's doing a triplet pattern and doing eighth notes with the snare and the kick. Well, it's not quite exactly lining up. Thank you for bringing just, that up, Nate. He's just playing yeah. as fast as he can with his right hand. You hear it, it's cannibal. like they're they're slayer beats. I think no, the cannibal but, blast yeah. can be also not a bomb blast. It can be like straight hands or like, you know, it's like, I think it's just the snare at 16th kicks, you know? Yeah. I remember when, when Nate and, and friends pointed out certain cannibal corpse blast beats and they're like, dude, do you hear the hi-hat? It's not like keeping time in the 4-4 or either that or the blast beat itself is not in the 4-4. And like the hi-hat is like doing a triplet while he's like, da 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 when he's doing the, the blasts. Either like it's not it's like just specifically, like uh, he's playing eighth note patterns and his hands are kind of random, almost on a tr eighth note triplet. Like I, I can honestly tell he's just saying, um, "I want to play as fast as I can on my right hand," but the snare and kick is what's keeping the actual rhythm of. But his right is, it's like slightly faster than that. Yeah, 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 so so it's not like perfect math then. It's, it's just... like the death metal skink. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it, yeah, it's yeah, it, 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 that's character. Right? I I just, I love. You can't like program that. that, folks. Yeah, <laughs> no, you can't. It's, it's somebody who's playing something that wasn't played before that's trying new shit. You know, I like that stuff. <laughs> I, I don't like yeah. the. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. No, I'm going to retract that. Yeah. I do enjoy gridded, perfect music, but the stuff that I really connect to is the human stuff, dude, where those exact things are happening, where especially hearing that right now with Paul and um, his trying to emulate uh, Pete Sandoval, but this is what he got, you know. He literally told us, I'm, I'm just trying to do the Pete thing, but it ends up being his feet are faster than his hand, and his right hand is faster than his left hand, you know. And and it becomes this totally different thing that we now attribute to that specific person. And I love that. Yeah, I love that more than if he were to tell me that he planned that yeah the quirks yeah. right the weird like idiosyncrasies of someone's like pocket based off their own weird deficiencies or wherever they are technically it becomes a sound you know mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. so characteristic of all that organic music it's like that's the thing when you start sterilizing and just like tweaking and pro tooling things to death you're stripping it of all of that and you're making everything very, you know what I mean? It just gets very sterile and it loses its like essence. It's like, it loses some of that mojo that makes it really cool. Like it's right. the, flawed, the flawed nature of it. That's what's cool. Right. Otherwise we're making electronic music, which is its own thing. Like what's that band fucking, which I think are really good at doing crazy next level Saturn 
uh, oh, Rings of Saturn. Yeah, that shit's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like in terms of tech, processed, overdone. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous, but it's like they do it well. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. Own sound, you know. Do it's you guys, like that. Oh, and that, 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 that infinite totally annihilator too. Totally like, yeah. Great Ophidian. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. Um, I think that there's a place for all of that, you know, and and I think that's you know, I, it's it's everywhere, but with my homies in the Cali Death scene, that is all accepted. You know, we want that necrophagist epitaph. But we also want that defeated sanity prelude to whatever that first album is called. <laughs> well, um, I feel like even that changed a little bit too from the early days of death metal. There was definitely like I'm a melodic death metal guy. I'm mm -hmm. a brutal yeah. death metal guy. I'm a tech death guy, and I'm a Meshuga <laughs> really guy. I felt like Got it. I felt like, and now it's more evolved to being the same kind of thing altogether at once. But definitely in the early years. If you were oh, yeah. like, I was in, in flames, yeah, yeah. No, there was if a whole you, like, in flames of like... soil work, you didn't, yeah. like eat the flesh, you know, it was, it's yeah, yeah, I liked Good. it all, so I was. Yeah, me too. I liked most of all of it, so I thought that's kind of funny. Like, yeah, I remember you. arguing with people about Predator's portrait and Destroy Race Improve, and I was like, dude, <laughs> come on, yeah. Destroy Race Improve. But I, I love both now. But I mean, it's funny how it worked yeah. out back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like some of that super techie stuff that's very kind of programmed and, and like st sterilized to a degree. If they find their niche within, it's cool. But a lot of it's like video game music. You know, it's like yeah, you yeah. up Well, it's that element of taking yeah. things and pushing it as far as you can when you're by yourself with a computer. Yeah, and able yeah to, exactly. Yeah, you know, able to make everything precise with the mouse and like chop all the like sound waves just right. What I like oh, about yeah. what we're all talking about in the past, like when I saw Cryptopsy in 2002, 2003, you're seeing these dudes on stage just like a freight train. You're like, these are human beings trying to do this. And it's not perfect, but it's like you're seeing how high they can jump. You don't care mm -hmm. that it's right. like a perfect 100 foot jump. It's like mm -hmm. the most beautiful 99 foot jump. Just yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Like, you know, and sometimes when you see a band and you're like, "Oh, they're playing way faster than on the album." <laughs> oh, yeah. What are they doing? Yeah, like there's, it's definitely common, like, it's common thing. You're like, yeah, and the pit's going, and it's a whole, yeah, it's a whole vibe. You know, the adrenaline. I feel like now there's a resurgence of like interesting rhythms that are like the car bomb type stuff. And yeah, not like, car bomb. Like, like car bomb any person on that. Car bomb doesn't play to a metronome, show. and you that's can a totally different, tell that's a different topic. <laughs> Well, car bomb. If they had to play to a metronome, it would be a bummer. It would suck. It would really yeah, it wouldn't be down. It <laughs> wouldn't suck. So but solid. I don't want that to happen. Yeah, Elliot yeah. is the. It's man. that organic. It's a breathing machine. That's like a machine that's like you feel it live, and they're using their weird effects and stuff. But they're all playing with each other. It's not like a. It's, you can and tell it's, it's not clicked out. You know, it's like there's it's, something about it too that I think. I wish there was more of two, and for lack of a better word, it's balls. Like they, they got fucking balls when, when oh, they yeah. play. Like they're heavy as fuck when they play so live. Heavy, dude. Well, dude, and Elliot Hoffman is album. so is so smart, dude. And I love that on his Instagram, he's like, Ian yeah. knows what's up. Ian's fucking in the crowd. He's like, that's my friend, dude. 
And he's, yeah. he's jamming Elliot straight Hoffman fusion is. on his Instagram like page. Like I said, dude, maybe on this, th- for my three-year anniversary present, maybe we'll get Car Bomb for Do it. Four. Dude. <laughs> They're just so sick. That live show, they played every one of the songs I wanted to hear. It was a strobing delight is what it was. Well, I was such a relapse nerd that once they got signed, I immediately jumped in. So what was that? 2006 when they did the EP. No, I, I got whole... into them at the like WW, what W album. Whatever no, that the is. album before that was when I got into them and it was a relapse. Portlandia. Centralia. 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 Actually, Oleg showed me them on that tour, yeah. the Severed Savior tour. He showed me them. I bought that as a blind thing because I was a relapse nerd, and I was so happy that I bought it, dude. Was Dillinger? You would get the, oh, for fans, uh, Dillinger Escape Plan and, you know, fucking. Sugar and uh, Gorguts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all this shit. Dillinger Escape like, Plan. Oh, was I like, heard yeah. that new project Ben has. It's actually really sick. Um Anything related to that? What, 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 what's Ben doing now? What, what, it's like what, a post Dillinger thing is so sick. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, like yeah I heard there was like some 30 stories or something. 30. Um, well, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's called. Uh, what's it fucking called? It's really. It's just like. It's, it's like post Dillinger. It's like a whole. It's a vibe for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's red. I mean, because no, I, I, I knew the way that tell... I'm always in, in, intrigued. I could tell there was like a internal struggle in that band, and that they kind of wanted to keep it going. I don't know what the story is, but with the uh, the singer and stuff, there was like they just wanted to move on. He was the singer of Dillinger, and then after that, I, I feel like Ben still had the Dillinger soul in his in his soul. Oh, I'm, I'm he, thinking like, of the band the vocalist went to. That's a different thing. Yeah, what was that? Uh, One of us is the killer, I think. Right. Well, yeah, that was the. That was Great. a Dillinger yeah. album. Oh yeah, yeah, that was fucking amazing. When I, I saw I, them I, cover the Nine Inch Nails song "Wish," I knew something was shifting. Yeah, yeah. No, they Dillinger were Dillinger with Mike Patton was super crazy. That is yeah. weird music. Uh, it, I love that album. All Dillinger's early albums are like, how did well, they do that? I mean, we could we could talk <laughs> yeah. about calculating infinity for a minute because I remember talking to Death Metal Heads and they were like, okay. <laughs> this is different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this like this caught my yeah, attention, yeah. It and it's cool because yeah. that album is such high range, like sonically. It's not low tune guitars. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. actually six strings, not down tuned to open yeah, D. Yeah, tune E. Yeah, open E as the like open E bar chord. Yeah, like just bar, barring open E. You know, Damn. he's got that Marshall JCM eight hundred tone too. <clears throat> and freaking Chris Penny, man. If you listen to the drums on forty three percent burnt and. Freaking the first track, mm-hmm. I what it's yep. called, but it like the symbols are like in perfect alignment with the vocals, but the rest of the drum set is just ah. Yeah, he's nuts. Man. Chris Penny's a man. I remember being into Fear Factory and stuff like that. My brother was like, "Check these two albums out," and he handed me Calculating Infinity and Chaos Fear. <laughs> it was like, yeah, as, as a one, like a one download <laughs> thing. Punch. He's like, "Check these out," and I was like, here listening to him, like. Uh, it's, it was too much at, at the time because I was like, dude, mm-hmm. you manufacturer and stuff, you know, like, I mean, obviously, I don't think it had even come out yet. It was like, I was like, Fear Factory was my level of. We have a similar experiential uh, overlap here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, and Shock, I, you remember Obsolete? 
Oh yeah, shock. Yeah, yeah. shock was like I was like, oh, I like this. This is like heavier than corn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's where I was at. Yeah. That's like we're three is pee in a pod, right? Uh, three and then, uh, in pod right now. I think I listened to like the first fifteen seconds of Calculating Infinity, and I listened. I like turned it off. <laughs> yeah. I, I left it in the CD player. I was like, okay, like I'm just gonna leave this here for a couple of months. I just knew it was bananas. I knew it was bananas, and I I don't know why I knew it was crazy, but I was like, this is insane. Yeah. But my brain is not ready for it. I just knew New Millennium Cyanide Christ was like groovy enough. I was like, okay. Is even heavier than corn. Yeah, yeah. The rest of that album is so different than that song that I was like, I, I'm not ready for this. So I put that on I pause. Was, too. I was totally ready for all that. Well, yeah, you're playing freaking Cannibal Corpse when you're like seven. Shit ever though. What was the first Ontogeny album? Pillars of Perversion. When Dude. did it, when did you do that? So heavy. Well, I, I mean, those songs were written when I was like 13 and 14. But there's many iterations of it. I have a physical copy of that. uh, Yeah, I don't play any of those songs at all. (laughs) I know, but I'm just saying, I have a. Isn't that crazy, though? Jared was on earlier. I have a physical copy of his teenage demo, too. Like, it kind of is this whole full circle thing that's happening on these anniversaries things, too. I'm like, Look at all these dudes that I've known since they were teenagers. And then you got Paul, and I'm like, I started listening to you when I was a teenager. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on right now? It's this whole multi-layered fractal thing that we're setting up every year. (laughs) Trying to do it virtually to celebrate. The first time uh, I ever talked to you, Anthony, I think it was to play bass for Odious Mortem. I was going to try out and you were gonna drive me to Santa Cruz, and I'm like, dude, I'm in high school right now. And you're like, you gotta <laughs> go though. And I'm, I'm in high school. <laughs> so it didn't work like, out. It's only an hour and twenty minutes south, bro. It's like, bro, the bus doesn't go there, man. <laughs> so you walk down the street to my house. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Thank God you, that happened too, though. And Max, you were you were homies with what your brother Nate, right? How how did yeah. that work out? Yeah. John well, I met Max. Richie. My brother, my brother showed me their demo, Max and Tim, and I was like, yeah, whatever, this is all right. And then he said, let me introduce you to Max, and Max came over and played guitar in front of me, and I was just like, pissed off at my brother, like. You should have introduced me to this guy a long right. time ago, man. What, yeah. what are you doing in my basement right now? Progress. He, was playing, he was playing the craziest stuff I've ever seen a guitar player play ever. And that's when I was just like, I need to learn every one of those riffs right now and get better at guitar. And that's what I did. I just focused on learning every riff I could. Well, and how Nate is, though. He learned that freaking EP in like three days. <laughs> basically like heard the song we played it like three or four times per song he's like okay i got that song <laughs> i go to the next song we're like okay he says he got that song he says he has that song no and it's then, one of these like hidden gems you know there's there, there's these hidden gems like in in the world where you're just like oh like he's come to my basement when i first like got to hang out with you at your house but i'll check out the song i wrote and i was like what the fuck are you? I was like, I was like pissed off. I was like, he's old. You want to jam with me? I was like, no. You're like, how old are you? <laughs> You're in. You, that was the most insane shit I've ever seen. It had like so many different influences in it, and uh, 
yeah, Nate's just one of these guys is like, you got a good job. You're you're not willing to whisk willing to whisk it. I need to really uh, get off this podcast pretty soon. But uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're, you're celebrating this podcast. You can't leave until we leave. Um, uh, I, I can do whatever I want, dude. Uh, yeah, Nate's fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> abandon us. No, dude, on no, our no, three year anniversary, dude. I'm but watching. But we're at three hours. Three years. We're going to four hours. It's not four years yet. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 I'm watching Nate playing his ba- oh, like down. You're like, check out this. It's called deer shit. You gave me like weed that was called like deer crap or something. That, like got me so high, and I was and you just started playing. You know, me, the song I'm working on it's like a this. nine minute song. And I was like, what the fuck are people doing now? This is, mm-hmm. was, you're one of those people. It's like, what are people, this is getting too crazy. I don't even, you know, I'm like, I'm oh, right on away. Yeah. That's why you're one of those hidden gems. And I was saying, you know, last time I hung out with Naveen and stuff, he was like, dude, Nate's insane. Nate's like fucking bananas. Like, you know, all these people, that's crazy. No, all these Naveen, people that like are, you? what was your all first these high up people Nate? are just like, Nate's just like fucking bananas. And I'm like, I know he is. Like your episode was, was really early in our shit. What was your episode? I can't remember. It was like six or seven, I think. But I just thank you, Joel. I mean, uh, yeah, you guys are Not- the shit, and uh, I, it's I, just have fun is what I try to do all the time. So just to mm-hmm. hear these people that I've gotten to play with or I've associated with have fun with me at those moments. That's huge, you know. That's yeah, yeah that's the experiences I like. Just sharing things and playing music and playing solos with people playing with max has been huge for me to, in my life oh, and, max is you know big and boy the, all this stuff seeing severed to, playing shows with severed touring with severed kind of <laughs> we kind of played like four shows on that four tour. shows together and it was i <laughs> wish you were on the whole run with us bro believe me but yeah I'm you know sorry. it's just that that's so that's what I always get out of it. Like it's never ever since I was a little kid, I was like, I'm never gonna make a career in this. This isn't my career. I knew it when I was a little kid, and I always had that association with it, just saying, Well, I still have so much fun doing this, and yeah. that's what I fuel off of the fun. It's all fun. And I think yeah. because I kept it out of the work, I, I can still see the fun in it always. And uh I'm just really lucky to play with great people and and still have fun. That's because think, the moment I don't, I'm stopping. It's not going to continue. I won't suffer. I think Vangelis is uh, is happy happy for you. If you've ever heard Vangelis talk about music, it's very depressing. But he's so I, I didn't see. I don't think that's depressing. I, no, I, no, <laughs> Vangelis was always stuck no. making, you know scoring films, and he's always being told what to do by corporations. And he was like, it's killing the soul of the true expression of the art. And yet he made such awesome stuff, you know, stuck inside of that kind of contractual obligation. But when he opened his heart to like how he felt about it, it was depressing in the sense like, man, what would this guy be making if he had absolute freedom? But he was like, I'm not free. Like, we are not free. So it's it's rad that you've kept that thing sacred. Because it creates no something more pure. Get to a and TED I, talk I, on, on like a, finding music and, and and having it be like a fun thing, but not like for young kids nowadays. They're like, oh, I want to make make it big, you know. And there's like people that yeah, they literally they hire firms and in, in these in these companies to like get them on social media and do things like that. And it's like, bro, like no, it, it, it's not what Ontogeny is doing. Hire Ontogeny doesn't hire anybody. 
Well, I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> completely does it DIY and DIY. Diesel, diesel, That's that's why that's one of the key factors as to me being uh uh the pretty much the number one fan of ontogeny for several years uh i've seen the work ethic and 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 the product and the product is not only stellar but it's it comes straight from the source there's no other middle person and and that's why i've always backed ontogeny and up and anomalous dude just anything that's related to you guys, I, 100% will always have my vote because I've seen it all. I've worked with you all, and I know exactly how you are as people. And I and you haven't changed over the decades that I've known you. So that's it, dude. 100%. Well, I think we're also we're also the ballot will going. always be ontogeny. And anomalous at the top of the list. My check. We're, we're we're risking going into our fourth year, into uh, <laughs> our podcast, risking. in our third year. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> I know. I, I just want to praise up, everybody. Dude. All yeah, I yeah. Love all of you guys There's for being my guest. Yeah. Thanks, Paul, for showing up. Fucking yeah. Love, good to see you guys. Love yeah, you. Thanks for hanging, Paul. I know it's chaotic. Old Street, Paul. Let's Link, jam. Yeah. I know, dude. We gotta. I gotta. I gotta come up for sure. Oh, dude. I would. Uh, do you mind if I Let's film it with my cell phone? I would like to film. It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joel, you're, at, you're, you're at the Great American next week, Joel. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be in the area. Hit me up if you got time. Tuesday, I mean, I won't have time. I'm gonna be coming straight from work, going directly there, parking yeah. show. And so he's gonna drive back. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to pay attention to you until I get there. I but once he gets there, he's yeah. gonna be in it. I know what I'm not wanted. It's okay. <laughs> no, nah, you're wanted, dude. 100%. You're always wanted, brother. <laughs> he doesn't. He didn't even want me to go. He asked you about it, he, and I'm over here like. I bought tickets uh, in 2020 for it, and that they got converted over. Canceled so many times, dude. I, I don't. You're not part of the group. He's not part of the group, Nate. You want to go? <laughs> all right love you guys closer to the day all right good, uh, good really three years strict, three years we got this down congrats y'all three freaking years thanks for showing up all. i love you guys thanks everybody in the chat all that shit